Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And that kind of just encapsulizes, encapsulizes? Am I right about that? Encapsulate. It's the second time today I think I've used encapsulizes. That play was a good snapshot. I like that too. There we go. That's easier for me to say. Oh, yeah. What's up? I'm back, baby. Yes. Master of the English language. Nobody can do it like I can. Encapsulizes still sounds good. I'm sure not even sure if it's not a real words yet. I don't know. Is it? Should be. It should be. Yeah. I think it is. I think I've I think I accidentally this is Chris Sims accidental scholar there where I (laughs) it's not a word Pete is telling me. Damn you, Pete. How dare you? That that, that (laughs) is a hard one. Uh, Yeah. The whole encapsulate. I mean, I I totally get that. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy all of that. Thank you. But I understand that. one. I'm going to continue to use it. It makes sense to me. I don't really give a shit that it's wrong. I mean, I watch people all the time on TV. I go, that's the wrong usage of that word. But I know what you meant. So keep going. All right. But what up? Chris Sims on button. Episode. 338 yeah 338 paulie b is in the house good to see you again good to see you man everything good been a couple weeks been a couple weeks ditched me for a little while i know i know didn't want to you dirty whore you how (laughs) dare you leave me (laughs) they called that for a while (laughs) yes you man whore how you been Uh, i'm doing good doing good yeah knee deep in football yeah we got the playoff edition what the fuck happened wednesday podcast here yeah but it's not it's going to be more about not what happened it's going to be a little bit more what happened because in our six wild card matchups, we have five rematches. So I've gone back and watched those rematches. So it's a little bit about what happened and now what will happen. Looking forward, more type of a podcast here. Right. We got our usual plays to break down, some themes to talk about, things to look for. Hopefully, everybody enjoys that. I enjoy having you back driving the driving the ship here. Slugger. I enjoy being here. I certainly missed it last Wednesday. I think I was on a, a flight down to San Antonio. Just thinking about you guys right here. Yeah, checked out some uh, future star quarterbacks to be. Get the scouting reports ready. Get get to know these guys a little bit, and now now back where I ought to be on a Wednesday. So I think you set it up well. We're gonna we're gonna hit each one of the games coming up this weekend, and all but one of them. I think you said this. These teams have played already. I don't think I said. Yeah, I said five of the six. I don't think I said the one that was not played as a rematch. Right. That that one I think is uh, Dallas. Dallas and the Forty Nine. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else has played. Some of them have a lot more relevance because they, they played recently. Sure. Let's begin there. Raiders and the Bengals, a game you could watch on yeah. NBC this weekend. Right. Let's start with the score here. Uh, 32-13, to 13, Cincinnati won. Again, it's pretty recent in Week 11. 
What do you read into that score of the Bengals? It looks like they ran away with it. Yeah. If you just look at the final score. Yeah, that's where I'd go, buyer beware here. Don't just look at this game and go, well, the Bengals won 32-13 to on the road in, in, in Las Vegas. That'll happen again, right? No, it will not. Again, you know, and I'm not saying they won't win. I'm not saying that. But the score is misleading. 19-point victory does not really speak to how close the football game was. 16-13, you know, with over five minutes left on the clock in the fourth quarter. The Bengals went on a tough, ugly, 12-play, 62-yard drive to score a touchdown to finally get some control of the football game and go up 22-13 to and then got a quick turnover right after that right. that led to a short field touchdown to where, okay, hey, whoa, now we're up by 16 points and it looks like we're really dominating the game. And it wasn't that way. That's where I think this game can play out and should play out in a much closer fashion, I think, the first, you know, this time around than, than the final score we saw in that first matchup. Let's pick a side of the ball yeah. to start out with. So Bengals offense against Raiders defense. Uh, looking through your notes here, what stands out to me most and where I want to begin, you say Raiders actually match up well with the Bengals, what do you mean? Yeah, well, what the the Raiders are. We talk we talk about the Bengals, the big play, yeah. the big play, big play Bengals, right? Yeah. All the big plays they make. The Raiders are a defense that they don't really give up big plays. That's that's kind of their mo. Is like it's hard to make big plays against us. They're the ultimate. This is what we do. Defense, the ultimate. They just play what they play. No they matter play, who they're playing against. This is the inventor of the Seattle cover three, Gus Bradley. Nobody coaches right. it better than he does. So yes, the nuances and the things he knows as far as what to attack and within the realm of this scheme, he's special at that. And of course, with the Seattle cover three, hey, it's three deep. It's four under. It's predicated on not letting people get behind you. And so that's num- where I look at it to go, hey. There's one strength of the Bengals, yeah, big plays, right? that they couldn't create any big plays in this first matchup, yeah. and this will be something to look out for in the second matchup. I was just in a conversation yeah. about Joe Burrow in the last couple of days, and someone asked, you know, what do you like about him? Like, he is a risk taker. He right. pushes the ball downfield. Right. Every game you see him intermediate deep. He doesn't care. Yeah. But then I go back and look at this game and listen to what you say about yeah. how well the, the Raiders match up against them right. and they don't give up big plays. He had 20 completions for only a buck 48. Yes, sir. That's a bit of a flag for any quarterback about yeah. how he played that game, but right. especially Joe Burrow. So I know you said that they, they play cover three. I'd like to hear more about what they did to keep that big play offense because you look at Boyd, Chase, Higgins. They didn't go over 100 yards between all three of them. No, I know. Combined in that game. I know. It it was an issue. I don't think there was great understanding of how to pick apart the actual scheme of the defense. Clearly. I've seen certain teams, and we can go back in time or whatever, where you can go, again, when you play this style of defense and they're good at it, you do have to come into the game going, got to be patient here. This is not going to be a day where I, I can come in and go, I, I think I'll throw 20 completions and for 400 yards. Yeah. It won't be that type of day. Right. You've got to kind of go into the mindset of they're going to be bend, and they're going to be bend and don't break, and that's the way they are. And we've got to be patient and kind of take our five- and six-yard completions because they're going to continue to drop and do right. that. But, but Joe has thrown for about 1,000 yards the I last know. two weeks. I, mean, I know. So, I mean, did you picture him backing off of this way that he's been playing right. to say, okay, 
This is about patience. I think he. I think he does, and I think I hope he'll learn and look at the first game. Now, hopefully, they'll have a little bit better understanding as far as how to attack the scheme itself. You would hope. I would hope so. You yeah. know, again, there you got. They got to figure out the rules there as far as how they were attacked. Hey, three receivers to the right. They played their Seattle cover three, but a few rules change with the, according to the formation. You know, it could be three receivers to the right, one to the left. It's cover three, but it plays a little differently than two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. It's cover three. The rules are different within the cover three so you have to understand how they're playing you within that and the teams that you know have been successful against it more times than not have a million different ways whether we go back to Brady in the Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks or the Super Bowl where he brought back you know the the uh the Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons you you got to be able to have ways to pick it apart six and eight and ten yards at a time the other thing I think that if we want to see a change in the positive aspect of the Bengals and to me, it was around this time of the year where they finally went to this avenue of their offense. All right, it's three deep, four yeah. under. It's going to play like you got some single coverage on the outside. Mm. You got to be willing, like Brady in the third and fourth quarter against the Falcons in that Super Bowl, to go, I'm going to throw some deep out routes. I'm going to throw out 10 yard out routes, 20 yard out routes, 15 yard comebacks, and just go, I'm a good thrower and my guy's good, and you're going to do that. That's to me, again, one of the ways you have to attack it. That, stay patience with your run game. That would be the other thing and I would say, did. too. Yeah. They did. Mixon had, a, I think, a season high 30 attempts. In, in that game in yes, week 11. Yes, right, right. And, and to me, that, that'll be another way, too, now to couple that with the run game. It's certainly one of the bread and butter things I think they can do to you know continue to impose themselves on this Raider defense, but then find the right play-action passes off of that as well. You know, they were very chalk as far as like, well, this is cover three. So, you know, the slot receiver going through and the in cut coming behind it should work really well. Well, yeah, it will against a basic cover three. But a team that plays cover three all the time, they realize this is what teams do to attack it at times. So they have little rules and know what beats them to make those things harder. You got to be a little more creative in your attack against them. Patience with the run. And here's the big thing I'll say. I don't expect them to be big play bangles this week i don't i think i think it's going to be tough sledding and to me this is where you asked me about joe burrow will he change his mindset i don't think he should because to me again i certainly favor the Bengals in the matchup i think they're the better team one of the ways they lose this football game is if he is too aggressive and he does hold the ball too long because the one area i could tell you for sure on this side of the matchup that is not in the Bengals' favor is the Bengals have issues uh, protecting the passer. Mm. And these two fuckers and the Raiders can rush the passer. Yeah. And Gakway and Max Crosby are, you know, bulls in a china shop. They are coming. They don't worry about anything else other than pinning their ear back and, and getting go. after the quarterback. And that to me is one of the ways the Bengals could lose this game if they don't have the proper plan to slow that down. Yep. And if Burrow doesn't have the proper clock in his head to go, wait, I know I'm Joe Magic and Joe Smooth and moving around the pocket, but I need to be a little bit more careful this week than normal weeks because they will knock it out of my hands. I have a follow-up to that yeah. I want to ask, but yeah. I want to ask it after we see an example of this Raiders pass rush right. doing well week 11 yeah. against the Bengals. Let's do that. I, and I, I think there's got to be a plan here. I do. I think throughout the game because – you know, the one thing I'll you say here, I mean, it, it's, this is one area of the Bengals that's not quite up to speed. They're young up front. They are. You know? And then these guys off the edge here, Max and, and Ngakwe, they're, they got real speed. 
And this play, it's not even that bad a pass protection. All right? Now, again, through this game, you know, in, in, in this game, if I'm the Bengals and it's an obvious passing situation, I'm going to have tight ends here. I am. If you want to throw the ball down the field, you better have some sort of presence to go, okay, wait, we're going to help our tackle. We'll take the outside shoulder away so then he doesn't have to worry about the speed rush so much. And now he can kind of sit back on his heels, play for the power rush, the inside move. And then you've got to have Joe Mixon in these situations too uh, to be able to ready to chip the chip, chip on that side. You know, give your tackles a little bit of a chance. Third and six, you shouldn't have to hold the ball real long. But I do think it's something that they got to keep in the back of their mind throughout the football game. All right, so here you go. Little play here. Third and six. Hey, guess what? You know what? It's, it's your cover three here, okay? It's from the, the, from the Raiders football team. It looks like man. You're going to think it's man. It's kind of a cover three here, all right? And then within that, you see, first off, like, this is where they can learn maybe from the first time around. Second guy, there's two guys coming through here. There's an issue here. Boyd pops open, all right, against this cover three look, right? You could see he's gone. They blow it. But as he's starting to pop open, all right, Burrow's under pressure. You could see now. They chipped him. That was great. P. Ryan got him. But Max Crosby is collapsing the pocket. He's kind of waiting for a one-on-one up here, and that's – being a little physical and hairy, so we can't do that, right? And it's the co- it's, again, it's the cover three to where they play outside. It's hard to run out routes all the time, just a plain out route. Have to do something to where you attack them to push them down the field and then run the comeback or attack them down the field to where you get them in the full-fledged run position and then you hit the brakes, you know, to just do the normal inside release 10-yard out route. He's not going to follow you in there more times than not, but – Here's where you get scared, all right? Because now you hold the ball, right? He thought, and this is where, again, I think they're fooled. He thinks it's a man-to-man, all right? And within that, and this might be an actual man-to-man. I might be wrong, okay? I I think it might be. It might be, too. Just with a call as far as passing him off to a safety. They're playing it some sort of way here. Or he was supposed to stay here and he was supposed to take him and now let, now let uh, Perryman drive on the ball. But again, the, uh, the understanding or the lack of understanding of how they're being attacked, this is, this is the issue all game long. You know, I think he looked at this and went, I'm going to have my out route. It's sticky coverage. And I think he thought, okay, then I'll just throw the shallow cross. But they had guys there ready and waiting for that. All right? And you're right. This might be a true man-to-man here. Again, their cover three match a lot of the times looks like man-to-man. I would tell you, in my world, okay, and learning how to break film down for the New England Patriots, this would never be called man-to-man defense. That's why I'm erring on it. Because right. no, you never put a linebacker on a receiver. So as soon as that happens, that becomes a zone. It might have a, It's a zone with some man principles, but it's still considered a zone, I think, when you break down – break down the actual coverage, even though it's playing a lot like a man. I, I understand. I let, understand it. Let it play out from the yeah. beginning one more time. Yep. It, it's a confusing one. I feel like we could spend 10 minutes yeah, on this. Yeah, we could. But there's one defensive back turn, turned his back and ran with a receiver in the slot. Right. That right. says 100% man. Yep. One of the safeties or corner here starts to chase 85 until he realizes he can pass him off to somebody else to play man on Yes, him. right. So it's like some kind of combination. It's some sort of combination. Man. Exactly right. It is. It's something of that nature. It might, it might, yeah, it's man. It could be their cover three where they just have certain guys locked too. They have a lock call. You're locked here, you're locked here, and we're going to pass it off. 
So, you know, again, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you I got the, the answers for everything always. Bottom line is the Raiders rush four against they block six and the Raiders pass rush they, one. They exactly right. Right. And that's where, to me, there was too many plays like this where they thought somebody was going to pop open, and it's like, oh, wait. And so that, that was the clue to me that there wasn't great understanding of the rules of the defense, and this is what they got to be careful about because, again, there's the fumble. They pick it up. They return it down to the six-yard line, mm-hmm. all right, and it ends up being points for the Raiders. The Raiders didn't move the ball all that effectively in this football right. game. This was one of their scoring drives after this. So, again, that's why I go back into – you know, it might not be pretty. You know, you might have to win ugly, and it might not be the big play Bengals this week. This might be a little bit of a test of, like, hey, check your ego at the door. Yeah. And we're just going to have to be ugly and win the football game. What if the game plan for that was that realization, like, okay, we'll give you credit. You're not going to let us be big play Bengals. We don't match up well with your front four rushing our passer. We would like for him to pass a lot, but for this game, we're going to start with, hey, Joe Mixon, you're getting at least 25 carries, maybe more. Would that be a good plan? I, I do think it's a good plan. I do think they have an advantage in running the ball on the Raiders. I think they can overpower the Raiders front that way. I do think also, again, within that, you get in that I, – I, one of the things I wrote down, I, th- I think the Bengals should be in a lot of two tight end sets in this football game. You know, Force them to come up and, and get in the box and play, hey, we got to stop the run Seattle cover three to where now, again, it makes it a little easier for the one-on-one matchups outside. All right, so that – that's certainly the two tight end sets. I think could help protect your tackles when you do drop back to pass a little bit. That would be another reason I would say. But I'm all in favor of that approach. To me, that's something there to be had. And within the Raiders too, the other thing I would say is you can't be forced out of the run game with numbers against the Raiders. Then they're always going to outnumber you with the run game. Always, run it it's anyway. always an eight month. You have to. You know, they're a lot of times down there in the eight-man box. They're just waiting to get back into their pass coverage. You're just down there in numbers to go, we scared them out of the run because of their numbers. They counted the numbers, and we outnumbered them. And now we're really in a three-deep zone. Let's get back into our areas and take away the pass. And you go, oh, man. You know, we – you know, so you have to be patient with the run and realize that, yeah, they're going to outnumber you, but there's ways also to run the ball and – equal and equal the numbers in your favor right you know and that's that to me is something that's a a part of the game yes run the ball the play action pass should be one of their ways to open up some plays down the field and again they they did a pretty good job that in the first game 30 carries for Mixon for a buck 23 so he wasn't getting huge yardage but they they were committed to it with that that kind of number about four yards a carry committed to it yeah and in the other aspect of the game that was big for them is they stayed on the field and the Raiders couldn't because because of the approach you're explaining it kept it in third and manageable a lot yeah. right and again where I just told you it's hard to get big plays against this defense you keep it to third and four you got enough plays that you can get five and six yards in the pass game and Burrow's good enough that right. that'll keep you on yep. the field and that's part of this game as, as well. I, again, I will be shocked if this ends up being like big play Bengals track meet and they just go off. If they do, then I go, oh, man, they really cracked the code and figured out how to attack this scheme. But I don't see that happening. I don't. And Gus Bradley's too good at tweaking you know, the little things about the scheme that, that keep offenses in check. Let's speak at the other side now. Yeah. Raiders offense, Bengals defense, your first thought there. Well, th- this is um, the – Again, I don't think it's going to be easy for the Raiders here on the offensive side of the ball. The 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 Raiders, you know, their pass game. I know they got every pass play underneath, under you know, under the sun uh, uh, available to them. But 
There's two things I think that concern me with them. First off, the Bengals can cover their receivers. Hmm. They only have one advantage, in my opinion, as far as a mismatch, and that's number 83, Darren Waller. And he's so back. He's back, right. So that, to me, is something that you certainly got to look at, and it, and they had no answer for it in the first matchup. 116 yards that game. Yeah, and yeah. I would think he ends up being the chess piece where they kind of they move him around and put him in the spots to go, wait, uh, Bengals, okay, wait, they're in this coverage because they're playing Waller this way. They're going to make him the guy that's kind of their tell-all as far as what they're attacking there. You know, but I don't imagine them being able to throw the ball with tremendous success throughout the day. I don't. And then running the ball, the Raiders are a better run team now than they were then. That's one thing to look for to a degree. Not that they're great right now, but they're still good. And they're at a point right now where I do go, the Bengals got to respect that aspect maybe this time around more than they did the first time around uh, where they kind of knew it was going to be Derek Carr in the past game had to beat them. First part of this game, or yeah. actually the, the majority of this game, Chris, of Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Bengals defense did very well. Get to that fourth quarter, they started moving the ball. We have a sequence of plays here, three straight plays, and Waller is featured here. Game 16-6, to six, fourth quarter just underway, but the Raiders kind of come to life here a bit offensively. Raiders come to life, and it, it's all about Darren Waller, really. He's the feature of all three of these football plays, and that's why I, just, I have a hard time thinking they're not going to go back to the well here. You know, again, you see here in this formation, like Bengals in a run-stopping set. It's two tight ends. They're kind of in the bear set right up front. There's five people there. The Bengals are not like, again, as you've heard me say before, they're not huge into disguises. They're kind of a little bit like, not that this is what we do. They have a different variety of defenses, but they usually give you a pretty good clue of what's going to happen pre-snap. You know, you're going to see here it's, it's, a, it's a bare front, and they're getting into a, a two-shell defense, right? They don't try to hide it or do anything crazy that way, all right? And then, you know, within this, it's, it's the Darren Waller show. And to me, this is where they're going to have to find some answers here on what to do with him because it doesn't matter whether it's zone, man, whatever, play action pass against this front, that's great, but they're compromised here as you see Waller hooking up in a cover two zone because what, what the Bengals are doing here is when the Raiders get in these sets with the receivers close, and especially it's Deshaun Jackson, they do this to get you down, oh, no, they might run the ball, and he's in a tight set so they can't jam him. Usually teams don't want to play jam man-to-man with a guy this close to the offensive tackle because if he runs some shallow cross or something like that, the guy gets caught up in the trash too easily, and then it just becomes a five-yard route becomes wide open. So they're playing a zone to take away the old famous John Gruden play action passes because they're trying to get Deshaun Jackson deep down the middle here. All right. Now within that, boom, easy completion for Darren Waller. To me, it's going to be the Waller show, I think, throughout the game. Let's just go right to the next play because you can see here, again, they're going to use him in a way, to me, where we saw George Kittle do this against the Bengals a few weeks ago, where just ran like a little vertical, bend it in, and they treated him like a normal human being, and it was just like, that's too easy for one of the best tight ends in football. Well, they do the same thing here. You know, again, it's just straight cover two, no... No hands on Darren Waller, free release down the middle of the field, boom. I mean, you're going to see Derek Carr here again. It just doesn't get any any easier, right? It just doesn't get any easier with that down the middle, you know, down the middle. And then this guy, this is just three verticals, but they don't have an answer for it. They're going to have to do something here because I think this is where they're going to definitely attack. It's going to be through Waller. 
after watching this game back, they're going to go back and go, wait, we didn't get in enough of these formations and personnel sets where he was the first read and we put him in the spot to be the guy on the pass play. You know, and then let's just go to the next play. To me, this will be another formation. This came about a lot in this football game. And this is, to me, another one where I go, man, if I'm the Raiders, I'm getting a lot of these formations where either Waller's here by himself or he's split out here like this, and you got the three receivers tight end up here in this one as far as the top guy. But like we always talk about, it gives you like the coverage, the coverage indicator. Safety's out here on him. It's man-to-man. So now you know, like, oh, wait, we could have some man-to-man concept up here to burn their man-to-man coverage, or we can just play him and go, wait, Von Bell at 5'11", can he really cover 6'7", Darren Waller, man-to-man all game? Absolutely not. They're going to have to do something there, all right? And then also what it does, again, like I said, the coverage dictates, you know, and he sees here a tight end. All right, out. I mean, a linebacker out on the other tight end, he definitely knows it's a man coverage play, and they double move it. You know, Moreau, who's not known for his down-the-field uh, capabilities necessarily, this guy knows that. He's thinking, well, they'll throw him a slant or something short. Well, they give him the old okey-doke and run the slant and go, and there he goes. He's mm-hmm. got the matchup down the field. And then even added to that, you know, again, even if he wanted to throw the ball to Waller here, Look, Von Bell does a good job here, but, like, I would just say the same thing, like, what I would say if that was Gronk. I'd go, so what? Throw it to him. He's too big of a human being for Von Bell. Just put it in the, the area for him. To me, that's something to watch for for the game where the Raiders struggled on offense in this game. This is yeah. one of their bright spots of the whole football game, and it came back to Darren Waller. Right. That was my big assessment of what can they do or what can they do more of. Run the ball, yes, they're better running the ball. But two to me is uh, I would go to the well on him all day long. And they're a team that we've seen Devontae Adams go off, Kittle go off. They don't necessarily treat you when you're a star and go, like, we're going to double you and take you away and do all that. That was my next question. Go back to the well. Go. You know it's coming. Yeah. You know that's what they're going to do. Right. So if you like the Bengals matchup uh, outside against the Raiders receivers, you, yeah. you play it that same way again. you got to do something differently against Waller. I would think Waller. so. they got to have a plan. What, like, so what, what would that plan be? Yeah, they've they got to have some sort of plan. Now, listen, they can come out and maybe play the same way they did and just go, let's see what the Raiders do. Gosh. It's, it's, I know. But yeah. I would have a hard time being the Raiders didn't see some of these plays and all these Waller plays and going back and going, wait. We should have called like double the amount of plays to Waller here, yeah, and really forced their hand, you know. Because I'm always again, when you have something elite about your offense, what does it do? It usually makes a defense change what they want to do to stop that. You know what they do again? Then they're gonna have to get into a little bit of. We got to find a way to double them in certain situations, which they did to like Devonte Adams really late in the fourth quarter in overtime against most, the Packers. Yeah, most of the game they, didn't. they finally most of the game they just let yeah. him run free, and they, you know he had a big statistical day. Late in the game, they finally like, all right, fuck, it's third down. Rodgers is going to throw to Adams. Let's double him. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the, so they're going to have to have – got to at least have that in their back pocket to go. Have to. If we're getting worn out here, yeah. you, they got to watch that matchup. Sounds like you're leaning toward I'm, a I'm leaning towards the I'm leaning yeah. towards the Bengals. There's no doubt they're the better football team, but this is a tough matchup for them. Again, mm-hmm. this is a matchup year. They are better. I expect them to win. 
But I think the problems that I stated there are do pose some problems for the Bengals, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But it does take away their big playability and kind of chops a, chops a leg away in that department. Super intriguing matchup elsewhere in the AFC. Six-seeded Patriots, third-seeded Bills, third time in six weeks. I mean, it, it's one thing that, that they're going to play for a third time, but it's third time yeah. in the last month and a half. So week 13 in Buffalo, crazy win. Uh, New England wins. Week 16 in Foxborough, Buffalo, Josh Allen, unbelievable game. Yep, they right. win. What's your What's your initial thought before we get into the details here about the third matchup? Yeah, well, I mean, personal. This is when it gets personal. When you've played a team that many times, it's been split. Like it's there's a I think a true like kind of competitive hatred between the coaching staffs. You know the the Bills players were challenged in both matchups by their head coach to go. We got to be more physical. The Patriots are too physical for us. All that. So that it's going to be chippy here. And to me, where I'm interested is just to see these are two coaches who are always thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Always like. Wait, they did this to us the first time around, so we got to be able to stop that, but also look forward to go, what are they going to do off of that to screw us too? Because they're going to have something off of that to screw us because we're going to overplay the thing that hurt us the first time around. And that's where I'm excited to see because there's two outside-the-box thinkers in McDermott and Belichick. I remember because it was only two or three weeks ago we sat right here and talked at length about that second matchup where Josh Allen was just outstanding. Out of this world. And I don't remember everything said, but I do remember one theme, I believe, where you said – you know what? The Patriots did everything defensively. Yeah. They tried every type right. of defense, right. and nothing worked. Yes. So to make it work for this yeah. third time, to right. come up with a better plan so he doesn't have his best game of the season right. like he did a couple, three weeks right. ago, what would you sift out and pull out of that plan they had last time yeah. and use it mostly or use it the majority of the time? Yeah. Their, their, their big thing is, first off, I said they played, they played every defense known to mankind right? in the first matchup. They got to whittle it down because some of the defenses didn't work. Right. Some of their, especially like to me, some of the zone, basic zone defenses, just throw them out the window. Get Forget it. He's too good now to do that. More man? That's where I would go to, definitely. You know, something of that nature, no doubt. Because what killed them the first time around on that side of the ball, there's three things that jump out to me. One, they didn't contain Josh Allen in the pocket well enough. He got out of the pocket in the biggest moments and made big plays, right? Some of them were out of this world. Like, you just go, can he really fucking do that again? Right. You know, and I would go, yes, he can, because I see him do it all the time. So that's scary. They got to have a better plan there. They got killed by crossers in the first game. Killed by it. Touchdowns. Diggs, McKenzie, all of them. They all had their moments, especially McKenzie, of running crossing routes and the Patriots not having anybody there to help you know, their guy in the man-to-man situation. You can take care of that. You can. Right? So that's where it's got to get into, again, the man-to-man, where they did man-to-man the first time, but they didn't have like the fail-safe of like, wait, we got to have a guy over here to yeah. help in case they run yeah. the crosser. It's just too hard to ask our guy to think he's going to chase somebody who runs 4-4 across the field as, you know, that guy knows where he's going and our defender's weaving through traffic. That's not going to happen. Right. You know, so that to me would be the other aspect of it. And then there was too many times where Allen with three and four-man rushes just had all day. So, again, I'm not anti-three or four-man rushes in this game, but not just your plain old three or four-man rushes. Like we talk about all the time. Yep. Two blitz, two drop out. We're playing man-to-man, but we got two guys underneath yeah. who are kind of playing zone and looking for crossers. What if you had? What, what if you rush four? Okay, right. I, I think my numbers are correct here. Yeah. 
play man free so you have the center field free safety right drop one of your safeties into we used to call it robbing sure. i know there's a lot of ways to yeah, describe rob, it rat, yeah, so whatever. you basically have two right. guys playing zone in right. the middle one intermediate middle one deep middle yeah and then the other five guys play play man yeah I, it's gonna be it's gotta be similar plays just like that no doubt about it right or or it's the you know you play that type of defense your two guys who drop out you know you're hoping that one of the you're hoping that the blitz and that you're doing it to where now you know the back stayed in even though it's a four man rush because you kind of exposed it and now those two guys you got dropping out. Also can be, okay, wait, we'll play the one robber like you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So we'll stop the deep 15 and 20-yard crosser with the one safety. But now because we ate up your back with our cool blitz zone look yeah. up front, now we have two guys who dropped out who don't have to worry about covering the back if he comes to their side. And now they're playing for the shorter shallow cross. And mm. now the middle of the field's all clouded up. And oh, shit, you know. Yeah, Allen's back there in the pocket, but you're hoping that with the way you formulated this four-man blitz, right, the four-man rush that looks like a blitz, that it can kind of cause some confusion with the protection, get around him, and now he can't find the crosser against man-to-man and cause the issues that way. Couple Hope that of, made sense. I know that was a lot no, there. for sure. A couple of questions, but before we get into watching, yeah. watching the tape, yeah. number one, let's go this way. Yeah. There are a lot of players, a lot of things that will come into the outcome here, but if you want to simplify it, you could say – this does come down to the one quarterback who pass attempts, rushing attempts might be over 50. Like that number might be over 50. Yeah. Josh definitely. Allen. Can They're be going down with Josh Allen. Exactly. So yeah. you have Josh Allen's playmaking ability right. and your belief in Bill Belichick to come up with a plan to take away your best player. Which one of those two things are you believing in more right now? I'm Josh's believing playmaking more in, or I'm, Bill? Play, I'm, I'm believing more in Josh Allen right now. Okay. Yeah. And I listen. I, 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 you know, that sounds weird. It can't out come down to the, the, like there are a lot of things underneath those two topics, but I, I think it has to start there. I, I, I think it definitely starts there. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's, it's, it's in your face here with this. And you go advantage, Josh. Right I now. well listen. He's what, amazing. Yeah. He's one of the best players in football. Got it done last time. Three and weeks exactly ago. what I mean. You know that it's, that's what it boiled down to this last matchup. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't they couldn't do it. Right now, hopefully they learn from it. If you're a Patriots fan, to where they can adjust and do that. Right. But yes, that's where it's. I I, I think it's as simple as that. I, I feel like uh, the majority of September, October, November, even part of December, I was like. Love the Bills. Love watching yeah, Josh throw the right, ball. Can you right. please run it a yeah, little more? Right. Hey, last month they've been doing. They're a going bit over a hundred yards yeah, pretty much every game. No doubt. How much does that have to do with your with your thinking here? I, I, it 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 has a lot to do with it. I do think that they're going to run the ball more with their running back in this game than they did I the hope second so. matchup. Yes, yeah. I do. Not that they have to reinvent the wheel because I don't think they're going to want to waste too much time running the ball, knowing that like I don't know if we're really going to accomplish. A lot other than we just want to do it to slow down your pass rush a little bit, make you think we might call a run every now and then just to keep some of our pass plays open. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they've got to have some sort of element. If it just becomes Josh Allen dropping back all the time, man. I don't know if he can you might come on he top. Exactly month. right. You're it was, rolling it was awesome, the dice. But, yes, it was awesome. But, it might have been the performance. Again, what we said at the time is we've never saw anybody do that to the – only person I've ever seen ever do that was Rodgers. Yeah. He's the only guy I've ever seen do that to the Patriots. You can't count on that again. Though. You can't. It's just too miraculous of a one-person yeah. show. 
And that's where it is a little scary, yes. Let's back up now yeah. as we take a look at some of the film. And we're not going to look at anything from the super windy game up in Buffalo. This, no. this is all from the most recent yep. game. You said you want to see the Patriots play a little bit more man coverage. Yep. I think we have some examples of, of why you feel that way. Yeah, man coverage. And listen, you know me too. I'm not necessarily like Mr. Five-Man Rush, right? But this Never. is a game I think they need to sprinkle it in a little bit. That's a change. I know from, it's a change. Yeah, yeah, no, every now and then you got to go, shit, I think okay. it's the right thing here. All right, so here we go. We got a first and ten. All right, and what you see right off the bat, this is this is what I like. Again, here we go, Paul. Some real confusion up here front. Real there. confusion, right? Yeah. You got five guys at the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's coming, right? It's one, two, three, four, five. I don't know who's coming. What they do? They're going to end up only rushing four. They're going to have two guys drop out. All right. So you see there, Dante Hightower underneath, right? There he is. Yep. Here's Kyle Van Noy underneath. Phillips is coming in as the fourth rusher. They found a way to get the line to slide this way to now where, look, Singletary's going, oh, crap, I got to go pick up one of these guys. Phillips is coming. I got to be there. So now they've, they've done their job with what I'm talking about as far as creating a protection issue but still only rushing four. Yep. So there's a protection issue, but they're going to have seven guys in coverage. Right, and this one is—it's pure man-to-man. You know, it looks like he's free right now, but there's a guy back here covering him. Okay, so you got man, you got man, you got man, you got man, you got that right there. I like that. First off, the only guy I'm really scared of on the Bills at receiver is Diggs, and I'll take my money with J.C. Jackson and Diggs. And the Patriots might have to come up with a few ways every now and then to help him out, sure. But what I like because. When they got in some of these man-to-man situations throughout the day, we saw too many times where it was this guy right here, McKenzie, coming off and getting a shallow cross and catching the ball and getting a big first down or anything around that range, right? But now you got guys here that – oh, not him, sorry, not Phillips – and Hightower and Van Noy who were kind of in the area to take away and stop that, all right? And I know this is not necessarily a play that's got, like, the crossers. This is verticals here. But – Nonetheless, my point is there's people there for the crossers. They stressed out the protection, right? You know, and within that, the coverage is good, and you're forced, you got guys for every type of route. I mean, even look at Matt Judon. He drops out there, and you got sticky coverage to where you go, okay, it's Emmanuel Sanders. It's year 12. You know, we'll take that against Jalen Mills. Right. And if they throw the most perfect throw and have the most perfect catch, okay. But to, like, to your point, can they do that all game long? I don't know. Probably not. And that, that to me is where I would like to – to me, a lot of their wins in this game came on that stuff. And we have another win yeah, here. right. You sat down prematurely here. Third quarter. I know. I just want to take a break. <laughs> third okay, quarter. exhale. Here third we go. quarter. We uh, talk a lot about third manageable. This is not third and manageable. Third down and 14. Nope, but again, man-to-man, all right, with the ability to pass it off and people looking for people. Now, this is not perfect, all right? It's not. This is a five-man rush. This is a five-man rush, though. The one thing I do like about this is it just expedited the, the, the point for him a little bit. Again, now, you see Devin Singletary pop open here underneath, right? You see him here. Okay, great. But this is one where, like, it's third and 14. They're not necessarily as scared of the shallow cross. It's, 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 it's man coverage across the board, all right, but with some passing off tendencies here. But where I do say, like, you got to sprinkle in some of these because, one, you know, they protected pretty well the first time around, 
And two, what it does do with these five-man rushes is it takes away some lanes for Allen. He doesn't have the lanes to come up and make things happen. And you can see even here with the guys on the outside, they're very cognizant. They're not really looking to turn the corner and get after Allen. They're looking to kind of hold their ground and keep him in there. And if he does get out, they can just disengage and cut him off. That's really what they want to do. And then within this, okay, the man-to-man coverage, look how they play this, all right, and how they play this off. McKenzie's going to come over here. And then within doing that, because J.C. Jackson has Stephon Diggs going that way, Jackson's going to go, but he's going to see the crosser coming, and he's going to stop and pass it off. So he's there for it because they don't want to be picked or do anything like that. Look at the communication on the back end here. He's compromised, right? He's in a tough spot. He's going across. Watch. McCourty is going to take Diggs as he goes across the field. Miles Bryant, who's in a compromised position and beat already, Jackson's going to take his guy, and Miles Bryant's going to turn around and replace and now take Devin McCourty's job. Wow. Does that make sense? It's a lot. Right? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. But that's what they're doing here. Look, he's got to st- he's- Miles Bryant's got to stop and realize a little quicker here that he's going to stop and now be the free safety. It doesn't matter, though. You see how they pass it off here? He's ready for him. You got that guy? Okay. You got a tight end in the flat? Yeah, I mean, do you want to throw it there on third and 14? Do you think he's going to make Duggar miss? I doubt it. Duggar's awesome in the open field. So they were a little compromised right here, as you could see. But they were willing to take that chance. The risk was worth the reward there, as far as they're concerned. They're going, okay, if he does get to that guy, we're just going to have to rally and make the tackle. But nonetheless, with the five-man rush, we got a little pressure, and he couldn't quite wait for everything to develop downfield, and it ends up in a throwaway. And then uh, every now and then, Josh is going to make a play. Well, every now and then, Josh is going to make a play. Let's go late exactly fourth quarter right. here. Let's yeah. show it. And then, again, this is, you know, this is what's amazing about the guy. This is the most perfect defense in the world. It's, again, a man-to-man defense. And to me, this is, this is, again, where I just want to point out, when they play normal vanilla zones and, okay, people are dropping back, hey, he looks downfield always to be aggressive. But he's hit a maturity level to where he's just he's not stupid anymore. He's not looking like, oh, i got to throw it 50 yards every play. He's the king now. Listen, if it's not open downfield, he'll find a completion right here, and you'll die a slow death. Yeah. That's where it's gone to another level the last two years with Josh Allen. So it's no longer about the flamethrower show. He will dissect you if you try to play, we're going to take away the deep pass down the field. But again here, this is what I want to show. you got five men here, right? We don't know which one's coming. They do a good job of figuring out they're going to drop out and have a four-man rush, and Singletary's still going to have to block. So there you go. Again, what I'm talking about with a, a you know, bastard four-man rush, basically, right? So now he's protecting because they've exposed the protection scheme a little bit, all right? And now, because of that, here's Adrian Phillips on Singletary, but now since he's blocking, he can kind of be responsible to take away the crossers, right? Van Noy's underneath here in case somebody's crossing this way. And watch what they do here, because they know where they're weak in this coverage, too. Where if this, let me just rewind it from the start, too, so everybody can see it. Like a lot of times you get this type of coverage. If this guy runs this route, right? Usually somebody goes over the top of them, right? And on this specific play, they're going him down the middle, and then he's coming out on kind of a fade route. But more times than not, this guy goes out 
when this guy goes in. And within that, they protect themselves here too. J.C. Jackson's going to go out to help Miles Bryant in case this guy runs the out route. And then Van Noy's in here to protect on the shallow cross that J.C. Jackson has now left. So it's man-to-man coverage, but there's rules within their man-to-man coverage. And you see here, there's two people now underneath for crossers or anything like that. The four-man rush that we weren't sure was five or whatever, they have to have six guys in here to block four people. So that took away an eligible receiver. And, Mm. okay, he got out of the pocket. The pocket, you know, the only problem with the Patriots here is this guy right here, he can't get in that position. He can't fall down. He can't look to turn the corner. He needs to look to kind of push the pocket and kind of just gauge and be ready for if he goes that way, disengage, get him. If he goes that way, disengage, get him. But once he falls on the ground, he sees the little lane, and then it's magic time because hmm. that's where he's, he's borderline unstoppable once he gets in this position. Running outside the pocket, attacking the line of scrimmage. Now the coverage has to come up and get him, and he's – Amazing that way. But my point is they're close here. They're close. He doesn't fall down, all right, and everything else, there's nothing else open. Right. I think they can man these guys up, and if they can find ways again to just keep a guy free or two guys free in the middle, the only way they were killed was with those crossing routes like I'm talking about in the man-to-man coverage. More times or not, they they won this this type of – Play. Yeah, look at how much time left. Just under three and a half. That was, was third and ten. Game. If they made that play, they being the Patriots, they they're going to get the ball, get the ball, ball Who knows? down one score. Right. 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 I know. Okay, other side. Patriots offense, Bills defense. If, if we're going to start the evaluation of these games based off of what happened in the recent relevant games, again, I kind of remember you talking about how much the Patriots struggled running the ball against Buffalo two or three weeks ago. Right. And not just – kind of struggled but they were much worse than they had been recently yeah it wasn't just in dominance it wasn't dominance the stats and numbers were still good they you know they still had some but it wasn't like they got to control the flow of the they football game through the they run didn't game. set mac up the way they uh, were no, used to setting him up exactly the run game. right no usually the patriots they're at their best when hey they, they just they don't they've been able like to your point last 10 weeks of the year ago yeah, we're in a running formation. Yeah, it's first down. Here it comes. And it doesn't matter. We're still going to get five yeah. yards and be in second and six. Right. And then we'll probably line up in the formation again and be like, hey, here comes the run. And now it'll be third and two. And now we can run it if we want. Or Mac can drop back. And we'll find nine zillion ways to get a four-yard completion. But the bottom line, they were one for ten on third that down. Seven of those were third and seven or longer. Uh-huh. What did Buffalo do with that run defense to, to make it so they tough for them? They sold out on the run. Of course, they had, a, they had a little bit of an ability to see how they were going to get attacked with that first game. So they, they adjusted to some of those things and played better run defense and had a few tweaks there. Yeah. But the Patriots were a little arrogant. Right, that's, that's how I would put it. I think they just thought, well, we're going to line up and just fucking run it right at them anyways. You know what they you, know it. As you mentioned, they'd kind of gotten away They've with that. They've kind of gotten away with it to that point. Yeah. You're right. So it's hard to be mad at them for it. But to me, it backfired on them in this game because of what you just said. They did not win first and second down. They are not a team made for third and long. No, That's not what right they now. are. Right. Not right now. 
No. And, you know, they don't have the type of receivers that are explosive that way. Mac Jones, his arm is not explosive that way either. So that really was one of the keys of the football game. And to me, the Patriots got too many times where it was just, hey, it's first down. Yeah. We're in an obvious run formation. And guess what? We're going to run it. And then yeah. he went, hey, it's second and 10. And it started early. It started early. As in extremely early. First play of the game. Yeah. I think we're going to take a look at here. Of course, they line up in a run formation. Here comes Damian they, Harris and, and what happens. Yeah, well, they're just they're ready to play downhill. I mean, this is, this is no... This is no like you could see though. They'll look at the le- the backers at the second level. They're all hopping down as the before the ball's even snapped. They're already going. We're going to get a run. We're going to get a run. All right. So here they are. They're just ready for it. And an obvious run situation to me. Again, I'm not going to even get up and draw on this just because. Uh, what I really wanted to just say is it's first and ten. The Patriots need to do a little more zagging when they're zigging. That's the biggest mm. thing, or zigging when they're zagging, I guess yeah. is what they say. Yes, there has to be. This, there's too many of these type of plays that start off on first and second down where you go, well, it looks like they're going to run. Oh, they did run it. Oh, they did run it. Classic and eight in the box against Eight in the, the yeah. box. They're looking to play downhill. Would Josh and Bill give, give Mac the freedom to see that and be like, okay, here's a pass play? They might have a little bit more of a package, pl- package plan this week. You know, they're a team a little bit that, like, you know, like we talked about with, like, the Bengals and the Raiders. They, you know, they just go, well, okay, they have an extra guy in there. We're still yeah. going to run it. Like, yeah. you know, it's what I always joke around with. Like, how did the NFL ever survive in the run game without the read option, read option of yeah. the RPO? Oh, that's right. We found a scheme to leave, like, the one guy free way over here who's not really a part of the play. Right. You can still do that. Let's go to the next one, Pete. I mean, so there's that. Now, here's a little later in the game, Paul. First, you know, first quarter, Bill's up 7 nothing. Yep. You know, again, what does that formation look like? It might even be nine in the box. It, it, it's, it is. It's, and it's an extra – there's no tight end in the game. It's an extra tackle, too. So it's like – And a fullback. There's a fullback <laughs> – there's no tight end. You know, there's an extra tackle in the football game, all right? And they're going to run the freaking ball, it looks like. Yeah, they're going to run, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they are. They are. But like you said, there's nine guys in the box. There's nine. And they're looking to play downhill. Look at them. They're all going, they're going to run it. They're, these fucking arrogant assholes, they just think they're going to run on us no that's, matter what. And that's not only nine guys in the box. That's basically nine on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's nine on the line of scrimmage is the point. Exactly right. They can't let them get away with looks like this in this game. That, that's my point of this in, in the second matchup. Okay, all this was great in the hurricane, freezing cold first matchup. You got them. They defended all this stuff a lot better the second time around, and especially on first downs to where, again, this play has no chance. No. And it's, just, it's just too hard. Like, it's a miracle they got a yard, really. It really is. And thinking about kind of related to what I asked you about the last time, if, if Mac Jones can check out of it, there, he's very hamstrung here by the formation. It, it is As you very. mentioned, his, his tight end is a tackle. There's, there's li- he there's, has a fullback. He has one receiver. He's he got one receiver, and there's a tight end up here. What would he check to I know. here? I, they'd have to check to, right, some maybe, you know, your spider two wide, wide banana type of thing maybe where he comes out in the flat, he goes out here, he runs a shallow cross. Or maybe you come up with something where you check it and you, you, you know, fake this, fake this motion right here, all right? And then as you do that, he runs a slant route and you hit him behind him. I mean, that, that to me would be the things that they got to do in this football game a little bit. Right. Just a little too predictable with their whole approach, the whole game, where it was just like, oh, they're in this formation, they're going to run it. Yep. And then you watch Clearly. You know, a few plays later and they're in the shotgun 
and you go, well, they're going to pass it, and they pass it. Yeah. To me, they, to me in this game, they got to be in some of these formations and throw the ball, yeah. and they got to be in some of the passing formations and run the ball a little bit. Yeah. They can't just think they're going to show up against McDermott and the Bills as good as this defense is and as smart as they are, yeah. that they're just going to go, hey, this is what we do, and we're going to beat you that way. Their options would change a whole lot if, that, if the tight end was actually a tight end. Yes, it would give you a few of, more options, yeah, no doubt about tackle. it. No doubt. You mentioned no doubt. a few moments ago that you would like to see uh, – Man defense played on the other side there. Yeah. That the Pats should play a lot more man defense. Yeah. What do you want to see Buffalo do against the Pats? I think that would be another one where I'd go, you know, they're not going to be – they need to, They were best when they played man in a lot of their situations. Again, the Patriots are too well-schooled in zone coverage. The Patriots don't have any game-breaking speed. No. You know, Wallace, you know, this group, Teron Johnson, they can cover these these receivers. So – yeah, if you if it means having to play a little bit more man to man than you're comfortable with, to get an extra guy to help in the run game and all of that, then I would say this is the team to do it against. It is because you're not scared of a 25, 30 yard, 50 yard throws against it. They haven't done that. They're not great at it. It's few and far between. Like to me, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to go. Well, I got to pr- let them prove to me they can do something mm. they haven't really done that well in the whole season. We'll play weatherman here for a moment. Forecast Woo! on Saturday. Zero degrees. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it since we'll both be home. I mean, you, you might be in the studio. Well, I'm, but I'll, we'll be, be I'll be on watching. the way home. The second game. So we have the first game on Saturday, right? Raiders, Bengals. Yes. I'll yeah. be there. I got to do halftime. Yep. And then after halftime, I, I should be able to go home and at least be on the couch. Should for, be able to. Yeah, should be able. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Either way, I plan on being able to watch the second game yeah. in its entirety. If I have to pause it or keep it recorded until I get home, don't That's call Chris do. with hints in case he's oh, a 15, worry. 20 minutes behind. Oh, don't worry. Chris will have that phone on silent. So uh, zero degrees. You think that favors one side or the other? I don't other? really think it does. I don't – you know, I guess I look at it a little bit as like it, it, it would favor the – I mean, or it does a, 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 a disfavor maybe to the team that throws the ball and wants to play that way. Not favorable. Yeah, not favorable. That's the word we're looking for. <laughs> right. Not favorable for that team. Yeah. But like – He's unique in that I don't know if it really matters to Josh Allen. Diggs coming from Minnesota. Shit, Diggs played that year up in the year where they played at the University of Minnesota. That's right. And played in that cold game yeah. where they lost to the Seahawks yeah. in the wild card. It was like minus five. Bud Grant, short they, sleeves. These yeah. are two teams that are very well accustomed to cold weather. I right. don't think it's really going to affect much. I don't. I don't expect it. Right. Yeah. Well, warm, cold, freezing, whatever. That yep. would be a great one to watch. It will be. Around any corner. Within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Eagles against the Buccaneers. Yeah. Number seven seed Philly in the NFC, second seeded Tampa Bay. They also played, but all these games are talking about Chris. It had you know fairly recent games. Yeah. I think to me this one lacks the most relevance. Yes, it does. Mid October on a Thursday night in Philly, right? Tampa Bay won. Think about how much both teams have changed personnel wise, and how much Philly has changed just in what they do on offense. That's the that's the key, and that's where it's a hard to gauge it a little bit because Philly was still in the. We're trying to make Jalen Hurts be Philip Rivers in San Diego yeah. with Shane Steichen or Philip Rivers last year. They were still trying to throw the ball. 
they didn't get to their bread and butter yet to where they realized, like, wait, our offensive line moves every defensive line in football. Let's start running it and make everything based off of that. Hertz is not a surgical passer. Mm. So let's make, you know, our run game with his ability to yeah. run. And now we got some freaky guys on the outside that can beat one-on-one coverage to where he doesn't have to be surgical. We can just right. throw it up and, and take shots down the field that way. You know, so that's where it's different. They're not that team now. They, tur- they turned into this team maybe four or five weeks after this. Right. And we, we're going to get to the fact that yeah. the Eagles have the, the best rush offense in the NFL in a moment. We begin on the other side. Bucks offense, Eagles defense. Philadelphia's defense, Chris, has some, some stats that look pretty good. Yeah, that's right. They're kind of misleading. Uh-huh. Pete, uh, if, if we can get there with the numbers here, Philadelphia's defense and kind of who they've been playing offensively, who they've been up against quarterback-wise. So, yes, the Eagles, I mean, they can only play against who lines up against them. Right. But they've, they've gotten fats statistically defensively against Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Garrett Gilbert, Jake Fromm. Taylor Heineke and Dak Prescott, you know, Cowboys, you know, got all over them, 51-26 in that last week. So uh, I think that's important to throw out there, first of all, that Philadelphia's numbers I'm look good. You did. But quarterback-wise and offense-wise, they, they haven't been going up against no, much. No, is this is where numbers can lie, and you have to, like, context does matter here. Like, the Eagles' defense, it's better than it was earlier this year. How much better? I, that, that, to me, is a question still. Where, where are they most improved, you think? Well, you know, maybe a little more versatile in coverages. Their defensive line's been better down the stretch. But I don't know if I look at anything to just go, man, they really changed this aspect of their team. I mean, I watched them on film just two weeks ago. I didn't watch last week against Dallas where nobody played. Yeah. Two weeks ago against Washington, you know, it wasn't any different in that game than what I saw here against the Bucks and what we're going to break down, so, which is play, scary to me. Yeah, playing in a similar way just against inferior competition. It, to me, that's, that's exactly it. You know, Again, it's, hey, Maddox and Darius Slay, they're playing good. You know, they are. Maybe they're dabbling in a hair more man-to-man coverage than they were earlier in the football year. But I have big questions. I do. And, you know, I think you said, I mean, if really, I mean, that list of quarterbacks that you just read off, if you wanted to hand pick, like, yeah. let me, we want to write the ship. Let me pick the quarterbacks I want to play against to write the ship. That, there would literally be the list you would go and go, I want to play those teams. Yeah. I mean, so that's where I just don't know. Again, what I've seen this year throughout their year is teams with a system and a quarterback have absolutely picked this defense apart. Mm. Picked it apart. Predictable defense, you have said. Whether it's been the Cowboys both games, the Chiefs playing there in Philadelphia, the Buccaneers and Brady and his numbers in this game. Yeah. The next week against Derek Carr. Derek Carr was like 32 of 35. Two weeks That's after right. that, That's right. Herbert came into town. It was like 35 for 40. Yeah. It was like, this is seven on Ridiculous. seven practice. off the charts numbers. Right. Yeah. They had quarterbacks two out of three weeks throw plus 75% against them. Crazy. I scares me against the Bucks. And is it because, is it more personnel thing or more a predictable? I think it's the predictable thing. The personnel's good. It's not great. It's good, but to me, it's too vanilla. Too. This is our coverage. We haven't disguised it. It's a simple coverage. Hey, we, Tom Brady, we're playing cover four here. We talked about the Raiders though being yeah. predictable. The, you know, the ultimate. Hey, we're going to sure. play what we play. Sure. Kind of vanilla-ish. Yeah, I know. How come they get away with it and Philly doesn't? Because the, the, the Raiders play this one scheme, and like I said, it's nuanced too. Yeah. And it's not 
there's still teams in football who have not figured out right. how to attack it or what the rules are exactly. And I shouldn't have said vanilla. I'm thinking back to it's some okay. of the ways I've played it. It's yeah, it's it's nuance got nuance. Works. Yeah. Nuance is the way to say it. Yep. You know, it's man or cover three. It's hard to tell which one is which, and they change the rules a little yep. bit according to who they're playing, the formations you're in. It's a tough one. It is. And to me, again, it's a short list of people who really know how to expose that scheme. This is not just one scheme they do. They play a variety of coverages, but it's just your basic simple, oh, okay, it's man-to-man. Oh, it's cover three. Oh, it's quarters. Right. Oh, it's quarter, quarter, half. And it's just, there it is, too. It's not like you got to guess and go, I don't know which one I'm coming in. When you're getting ready to go blue 85, blue 85, when you're doing that second number color, you're starting to see the picture of what you're going to get, and that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is why you've seen Herberts and Cars go off on them or Brady, and I expect Brady to go off on them again. And he did especially early yes. in that game, a Thursday night in October. Let's go early first quarter. Uh, they had, were never stopped in this game, really. It, it, it's been a while, yeah, but, but I remember my stopped. feeling watching them like, okay, right. yeah. this is kind of like Thursday practice. They had a penalty practice. on one drive in the second half that really yeah. set them back behind. They had another drive where they drove the ball to midfield and went for it on fourth and two, and this eagle stopped them. That gave them a short field touchdown. Just to give you context of the game, the Bucks controlled the flow of the football game throughout. Right. All right? Now, here you go. I mean, again, I mean, this is – look at it. Look. I mean, it's just – it doesn't get it. It's plain as day. Oh, he's here. He's here. There's nothing. Like to what we just saw the Bills, and we just watched the Patriots, and you go, I don't know what you call that defense alignment. You it's, know what this is. You know what this <laughs> is. Right. And it's just too easy as far as, okay, motion. All right. Oh, whoa. Wait, there was the motion. They moved him down a spot. All right. So now you still – it's the, still the exact same coverage. The corner came down because he's no – so it's like a quarter, quarter, half look to where he's playing quarters and basically end up playing man-to-man if that guy goes vertical, and now the guy outside is playing man-to-man, basically, to that side. All right? So here we go, right? Mm. And, you know, again, this, this, is, this is like – It's target practice. I believe this is a quarter-quarter half look. You could see him kind of running down the middle. I think he's playing half, and he's playing kind of cover two corner here. I think this guy you're going to see is going to kind of look over here and cheat as he sees Brady go, okay? But either way, it's very vanilla to my point, all right? And then you have this coming down the scheme. Again, it's just it's too easy. Wait, we got this play called. Oh, okay, great. We got the, we got the defense we expected to get. He's running through. He's gone. And like I said, now this guy who's playing off and really wants to play quarters, he, they know in this that he's got to follow him in once this guy goes vertical, and he's just wide open. I mean, it couldn't get any easier. I mean, really, again, right. look at Brady. I mean, Brady's like, first off, pocket's perfect, comfortable. I mean, he's as relaxed as can be, Brady, in the pocket here. Doesn't have to ever take his eyes anywhere else, and it becomes an easy completion. Extremely. And, you know, again, I could be wrong. This could be maybe it's not quarter, quarter, half. Maybe it's true quarters. He's pushing this way. He's kind of playing him man-to-man. This guy's going to get in the flat, and he's just playing down the middle in case there's some sort of crosser. My point is still the same as everybody sees here. Too easy, too vanilla. And catch. Exactly yeah. right. They're, they don't have a good enough pass rush to just sit there and think, we can be vanilla in our front four or get home. Yeah. Absolutely not. 
they they can't get close to Brady for the majority of this game. Right. So that group's got to step up too if they want to try to you know make things hard in the Bucks offense. Well, here's a connection we're not going to see this weekend. This is Brady to Brown, but I think the point is is similar. Late first quarter. Uh, again, pretty easy for Brady here. Well, it's just, it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, again, f- shit, Paul, we could put you out at receiver Uh-oh. in some of these, and we're going to go, <laughs> well, we expect a completion. We've, we've dialed up a play that is perfect for this coverage. And guess what? It's the same freaking play we just saw, you know? All right? It's the same type of thing, except it's just a little bit way different way of doing it. They motion the tight end over here. They play action here. You're going to have a guy run down the middle and Antonio Brown run an in-cut. And instead of, like, a tight end being connected over here, we got another receiver over here who's going to run, like, a curl route. All right? But the point is, again, look at the lineup we're talking about. Okay, it's just static, linebackers. Oh, okay, four down front, boom, there. Okay, wait, here's the nickelback. Safety's deep, all right? There's just no deception at all. And that's just not going to get it done against the upper class of the NFL. There's just no way. Now, this time, they're playing like like a two-carry here, right? So you can see he's playing like a true cover two. If somebody goes off into the flat here, he's going to get them. This guy's carrying to protect this safety who's hiding wide. They know the middle of the field's susceptible, so they're playing quarters to this side this time, and now they're playing half to this side. And then watch, it's just too easy. Godwin's going to go right down the middle. This guy's going to continue to carry him. And there comes Antonio Brown on the in cut, and it's, it's pitch and catch. They got a little bit of a, a pressure here. Brady does a great job moving, keeping down the field, but there's nobody around him. Right. There's nobody. What there was you, never anything to make Brady feel uncomfortably mentally or physically, is right. my point. And right. to me, you have no chance against Brady or this Bucks team unless you make him uncomfortable. That's yeah. the one thing we've seen. So they do that by, would you like to see him come after him more? I don't think they can. they got to pick their spots to take yeah. a chance every now and then. Yes, to go, okay, wait, I, hey, it's a third down. Oh, they're in this personnel, this formation. We'll take a chance. This is, we, we feel good about we know what they're going to run here. So maybe you got to have your calculated chances. But to me, more, it has to go into the disguise category. There just has to be more there. Right. More of those looks that we talk about where – it looks like a blitz, but it's not really a blitz. It ends up being a four-man rush, but we've confused you and done that. You know, that, that, that to me, if they're just going to play static like this, they got, they got no chance. Weapons are a little bit different that they'll be going up against yes. in Tampa Bay. Right. No Godwin, yep. no Brown. Yep. But Gronk didn't play in that game, so Gronk is back. And Fournette, I mean, looking like there's a good chance there's that chance he'll he play. Be there too, right. And he's not even, you know, again, I, the, the running backs they got are good enough. They can deal without Fournette. Yeah. Antonio Brown. You know, not being there, okay, yeah, that hurts. It does. Scotty Miller, he's fast. He's going to help out this football team. Yeah. You know, we got still got Mike Evans. Gronk is healthy. But if Brady's that comfortable? Well, that's what I mean. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. It's, it, the, the personnel's not going to matter in some of these. They have, a, they have a great offense. they got answers for everything. And if you just line it up and go, hey, hey, what are your answers for this? They're going to go, oh, well, you're just going to stay right there in this? we got lots of answers. We'll show you. Hang out and play some defense against us. Yeah. We'll show you all our answers. Biggest difference, though, is as we now look to the other side of this matchup compared to what it was three months ago, yes. and that's Philadelphia 
how much they're running the ball right. and how they are leading with it. Number one rush offense in the NFL. And we kind of propped up their, their defensive numbers and showed, you know, maybe you've yeah. got to consider this, who they've been playing against. Yep. The fact that they're the best rush offense in the NFL, number one, is that representative of, of, of the real deal there and how it well is. they're doing that, it. That's the real deal. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. The Eagles, the 49ers, to me, are the two best running teams in the sport. You know, with the Tennessee Titans probably being right there in yeah. that conversation, too, and the, the Patriots, right? But, yes, that's where I look at it. And that's where I can't wait to see, you know, again – with a healthy front, sounds like Shaq Barrett and JPP are going to yep. play. Yeah, you know, this this will be a challenge. We know they have a great run-stopping defense. You know, I think we got a chance to even have Levante David back. So they got two linebackers at the second level too, who, you know, are at least physically equipped for some of the read option. Jalen Hurts off the edge, wait, like, hey, we stopped the inside zone, and we need one of you linebackers to be there for Hurts. Those are the type of guys that can can run down a Hurts and give him some issues. There's no doubt. Right. Let's take a peek here at, yeah. the, at the difference Vita Vea made yeah. in that game. And yeah. it, they just, even though they're running it more often and much better, I mean, this is still a problem for anybody. It is. And, you know, again, I don't expect them to just shy away from, like, okay, Vita Vea's in, Dominican Sue, the, you know, the starters are in. They're going to still try to run the football. But, you know, th- this is going to be an issue, blocking these guys up front. They – you know, again, first off, this guy's got a rocket up his ass. He's all over the place. Shaq Barrett's awesome. JPP's awesome. And then you got Sue and Vita Vea, who were ass kickers, and they're space eaters in the middle. That's what they are. But the thing here is just watch Vita Vea. This is why they're a different animal. Like you go, oh, uh, this looks like it's actually, lo-. you know, you pause it right here and you go, things are looking pretty good. We got a push. We got Sue to go upfield. Like, look at this. We're okay. Right here comes De- you know Devin White's a little deep. He didn't get in there yet, but just watch this guy right here because it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we pushed him a half yard down the field, but now he just goes, oh, get off me! I've had enough of you, <laughs> and you're gonna stop right there. Yikes. No more run. Yeah, boom. Jeez. So that's to me the the matchup we're gonna watch to go right. Can they do this? Can they stay on him? Can they move these guys and consistently run the ball? Because if they can. Yeah. Of course they got a chance. They do. How much help can they give Kelsey up there with that? Well, yeah, they're, they're going to have to give him some help. Yeah. And those two, you know, that's Landon Dickerson who was just starting to play at this time too, so he's better than what he was. There's no doubt. They'll know what they're, you know, going against a little too as far as what to expect from yeah. these, you know, behemoths in the middle. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't imagine them being totally any different than what we've seen them be the last few weeks which is a dominant run football team, they're going to stay with that. The, pro- the thing is, can they be good enough running the ball to where now the Bucks do have to put their corners on an island a little bit? And now that's where I go, uh-oh, this game, this is where it could get interesting. If they can run the ball a little with success, and now you got Smith, and like I've talked about, Rieger and Watkins, they can beat – they can beat these Bucks receivers. Yeah, they definitely can. And one of their biggest things in this football game, when they did get man to man, they just threw up some shots down the field and got two big pass interference calls that helped them get on uh, points on two different drives. And I would think that's going to be a big aspect of this game too. And the Bucks D is going to be, you know, wary of that. You know, it also be a big aspect, yeah. and we'll see who has the better plan for. It, but you know, it's coming. You've got to be worried about Jalen Hurts outside the pocket definitely. running. Definitely. I think in that in that first game, Tampa Bay had a pretty good plan to deal they with did, that. They did. They did. I mean, he's he's tough to stop. There's no doubt. But when they got in obvious passing situations here, like you see here, this is where there was the appropriate – they weren't going to let 
like this guy look for down the field throws and then all right off of that nothing's there we're all downfield because we're worried about the verticals and now he just gets to run and run for 40 yards that's that's where he kills people yeah you're worried about our receivers who are fast and can beat you downfield well you're all turned out turned around and you're trying to cover them and now he can run now one again you see the pass rush gets there right but this is a true like two-man coverage all right or you know some sort of that right here you see man man uh Let's see, Devin White's got the back. You see there, you see there. Okay, it's all of that with a three-man rush, all right, and Joe Tryon as the QB spy. And that's what I like. You know, again, it doesn't matter it's a three-man rush. They still got three one-on-ones. They did a good job of getting that created. But watch Tryon, and again, and his ability, like, he he could run down Jalen Hurts when he tried to run and turn the corner. All right, so that, that is something to watch out for in the football game, too. Again, where I just go, they got to run the ball. Yeah. If they can't run the ball successfully Trouble. against this group, I don't yeah. think they're going to be able to just say, we're going to be able to go Jalen Hurts, plan B, throw the ball against this right. group. I don't imagine that being a successful outcome. Uh, Stat- the deck stacked against them. And Pete just fed me this one. Yeah. He said high winds in Tampa and rain. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's advantage Eagles. Plays well to the Eagles. That yeah, does. Right? That does. It definitely plays well to the Eagles. Yeah, they'd love to have a slop fest where they don't yeah. have to worry about Brady throwing the ball all over the field on them. No doubt about it. I, I've said this the, the, the last couple months, Chris, as Philadelphia's gotten better and better running the ball. Yeah. They're winning. They're winning. Yeah. It's, it's really the best version of Hurts right. with this plan. Right. I've said they're going to beat somebody in the playoffs. Yeah. Now that we have this matchup, I know. I'm kind of backing off that. Yeah, I know. I, well, it was the worst matchup they could get. Right? In my, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it really like the worst one. Uh, I think if I look at like, you know, any of the other teams in the NFC, I think a lot of them might go, they got a fighting chance. And it's the worst one because? It's the worst one because they have the pass offense that can expose their defense on that end. And then it's the worst one because. It's the one team in the NFC I sit here and go, I don't know if they can run against this team. No. I think all the other teams I'd go, I like their chances. They're going to be able to run. This is the one I'd go, hey, I'm not sure. i got to see it. Now, I, I, I didn't think they'd be able to do it against the Saints. All right? They did. But th- this is a little bit of a different style of defense, too. And these guys got two guys on the edge that the Saints don't have. And they have a line, two linebackers who I think are a little faster than the Saints linebackers, too. And they're a little bit unorthodox as their defense compared to the Saints as well, to where I think they're going to – yeah, I just – I don't imagine the Eagles having their way in the run game in right. this one. I don't. Right. I don't. As you can tell, I'm leaning bucks in this one. It's Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, because I had said that the last couple of months, I was trying to find a way yeah, I know. to I lean know. Toward, toward the Eagles. And yeah. it's, just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. When you really look at the person yep. on the matchup. Yep. It's 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 the the halftime point. Oh baby, here the we halftime go. Halftime entertainment is Chris Sims Under Armour. Chris Sims Unbutton, proud to have Under Armour as our sponsor, and we are supported by Under Armour. And just like us, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Everything from running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. They even make hoodies that reflect energy. We're not just about the end result, winning or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of training, competing, and recovering. We give you advantages, but not shortcuts. The only way is, is through. through. 
Once we again, must protect this house. Click clack. <laughs> Excellent respect to the comma and the Thank period. You. Thank and you. And whoever, whoever wrote this, I mean, sometimes you get a read and there's no punctuation. Yeah, right. And you're like, a lot of punctuation. Where do I one. pause? Yeah, where, right. What do I emphasize? It's uh, they made it easy for me on that one. Whole thing is good there. Getting there. Bringing us to yeah. Niners Cowboys. Right. Can't wait. Yeah. To watch this game. Yeah. I mean, you can't wait to watch all of them. Right. They had to rank them. This is probably the game of the weekend, I though. put this one number one. Yeah. It's also the one kind of sampling around conversations and reading around. It's the one where if you ask 10 people, you'll get five to pick the Cowboys. Yeah. You'll get five to pick the Niners. Right. I mean, people are split on this one. <laughs> Let's start with uh, just in general. Right. Which way are you leaning in this game? Well, and they didn't play. I want to remind yeah, everybody that this, this is the only game non. It's not a rematch. It's the only one. Right. I. I. I uh, I could see it going either way. I yep. do think this is the one game I look at to go. I think this is the game I look at to go. This is the the road team has the best chance of winning. Okay. All right. So I do this. I will say that this is you know out of all the matchups, I'd put the Patriots, Patriots, Bills right up there. I hear you there. there. Too, yeah. I Cardinals and Cardinals at the Rams. I don't necessarily look at that and go, oh, the Rams are yeah. definitely going to win because yeah. they're at home against the Cardinals. No, I don't. But but I, I look at the 49ers as being the number one wild card threat in all of football to get to the Super Bowl. I, I think they could be in the Super Bowl. You've been saying that for a while, too. I know. Yep. I, I will not be shocked if that's the case. You know, you, you break down this game, offensively Cowboys versus 49ers defense. Yep. You know, if you want to start there. It's a good place. Is Number it, one scoring offense. Number one scoring offense. <clears throat> I think a little misleading that way. Aided by... Hundred points they scored last well, week. Well, yeah, I mean that definitely did. Was, right, yeah. we've we've seen them struggle down the stretch here and not quite be like the machine they were early in the year. You know, they kind of padded the stats a little bit early in the season with yeah. some of these, uh, you know, number one points and all of that. To where again, you know, we get into the Saints, Washington, the Giants. You know, the other Washington game where I know they blew them out. Uh, you know, they they had their way with with that team that night. You know, the Cardinals game the next week. There's just been a lot of performances by the offense where you go, eh. Uh, that's what I would it's say. That's true, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, again, I, don't, I think their offensive line's overrated. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against this 49ers front. Mm. 49ers got killers on their defensive line, and they're deep as hell. They got two linebackers who are freak shows, really three linebackers that are freak shows, that are really fast. I don't expect them having success there. To me, this is, again, where I go to the, my old 49ers adage, can can they drop back and throw the ball and pick apart the 49ers defense that way? What do you think? I, I, I do think, of course, Prescott and company have the ability to expose these corners on the outside. Are they going to be willing to go out there and do that? You know, again, this is where a lot of teams chicken out on this approach. How so? Well, they just – it's like – it's just – it's 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 too simple of an approach. It's why I want to run this guy and this guy and this guy and that guy over the middle and create a hole in the middle. And it's just like, well, I, there's a hole on the outside. If that guy just runs straight and stops, he's going to yeah. be open. Yeah. Like, but it's like that the egos get checked there. Dak can make that throw. Dak well. can make that throw. You, you think Kellen Moore can't? I mean, he. he I won't. just hope they can keep it simple that way and do that. Yeah. Now, where the 49ers are interesting too, like when the, they played the Bengals. Because the Bengals game, I, I know I did the show with you that week, and I kept going, I do think Burrow and them can throw the ball outside the numbers. Yeah. They will do the one-on-one shots like we've talked about right. outside. The 49ers, they got in that game, and they were aware of that, and they helped their corners, and they basically just said, we're going to call your bluff, Cincinnati, and see yeah. if you can run the ball even though we're playing too deep. We're going to call your bluff. 
So can the 49ers run the – I mean, can the Cowboys run the ball on favorable looks in the run game? Wouldn't they be happy to be given that and be, to be presented that, though? I, I would think they can. I'm just saying I'm not I'm – not, like I've said, I think they're overrated up front to where yeah. I don't know they're going to win that battle even, even if the numbers favor them to a degree. Hmm. I don't. Not with the way the 49ers' defense has been playing lately. I know, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're physical and crazy. So that's where I look at it. And then, okay, so that, that's where it comes down. Can they run the ball enough to where now the, Cow- the 49ers can't protect their corners, have to play their cover four look a little bit? That's what they really want to do, cover four to where the safeties are in the middle of the field. They can come down fast, but then it leads to the man-to-man outside, basically. Can, can the Cowboys get them to do that and take advantage of that? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm scoring this ringside, and I'm giving yeah. the, the uh, Sims point of view a little bit advantage toward the Niners. Is it right now, a little bit there. It's scary, it's, it's scary to me. Yep. I just, yeah, I, I, and, and of course, Dak Prescott's been a little bit off maybe last week. Maybe that can jumpstart them yeah. a little bit. But they should have matchups in their favor, to your point, with you know Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on the outside corners of the 49ers that are less than. Yeah. They should be able to do that if they're willing to go in that direction and keep them out of protecting oh. their corners. Okay. Other that would be side. the first thing I'd say there, yeah. Niners offense, Cowboys D, Jimmy G. Yeah. What are your Jimmy G thoughts this week? Well, I mean, the the thing for him here is it's going to be a lot of man-to-man. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to have to read coming. a whole lot of like coverages. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit like, hey, play action fake, and is Debo open running the slant on digs or not? Yeah. Right? Can he throw over the middle like he wants to? Yeah, right. And I would think he's going to be able to in this game. I would. I, I, I Again, I, I'm trusting Shanahan to know more about Dan Quinn than Dan Quinn to know more about Shanahan. Okay. All right? So that's a matchup within the matchup to look up for. Yeah. But, yes, you know, again, Dan Quinn's better, but it's still I don't look at their defense and go, oh, wow, they're doing all these creative things, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. The matchup to me comes down to one thing on this side of the ball. Can the 49ers D-line just fuck the game up? Mm. Can they do that? Can they? Can that front four of Gregory and Lawrence and Michael Parsons and everybody put such a the Cowboys D line? Cowboys D line. Did yeah. I say the 49ers? I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. yeah. The Cowboys D line. Can they fuck this game up and fuck up the Shanahan run game and run system to where now it becomes a Jimmy G show? Yeah. And that would scare me for the 49ers. What do you? Like, but somebody, but I, I err on. I think the 49 the Cowboys haven't seen a run game like this all year long. Yeah. Trent Williams, I think, is going to be back for this football game. And I just look at it and go, I look at it as advantage 49ers as we sit here right now. And if you're going to be too predictable and playing man-to-man mm. against Shanahan, yeah. that to me is just that's the kiss of death. You know, he's going to come up with ways to screw you over in your man-to-man yeah. coverage to where now you're worried about the run, and now he's got ways to pick you or find people to come out to the backside of the formation to where you know we've showed it before. Hey, we're playing man Okay, the guy playing Kittle man to man is yeah. also responsible for the D gap. Yeah. And they fake a run at the D gap. And now Kittle's got to cross the formation. And you go, well, he's wide Problem. open. How do they? Well, right. they ask the guy to stop, you know, play him man and cover the D gap. That's to me where you can fall into issues with Shanahan if you're too predictable. With okay. That. The only answer here that doesn't yeah. work is both. So if you're Dan Quinn, are you staying up late at night? Are you putting most of your time in developing a plan to stop Debo Samuel? Or to deal with George Kittle, I think you got to stop Debo Samuel first. I think, I, and I can't believe I'm saying that 
But I think it's I think it's Sam Mill. Watch first him play now. recently. I mean, yeah. he's I mean he has been driving it in so many different ways. Yeah. So okay, so if if he's the one, and obviously you're very concerned about Kittle as yeah, well. You're right. not forgetting about him. Right. But if you're labeling one one and the other two, and one is Samuel, so what what is that plan? Yeah. What do you do? It's, it's such a unique kind of it, weapon. It is. It's a really unique plan. I mean, you, know, you, you got to have an understanding of their offense. You got to understand first off, like, hey, when he's back at tailback, it's going to be some form of like toss play. Yeah, it always is. So you got to be ready to protect or have edge setters there to stop that because if he goes back there, something they're going to try to crack you down and get him on the edge, right. and that's where he's dangerous. Pass game. You know, again, you just have to, to me, always have to have somebody aware of something over the middle with Debo Samuel. That, to me, is the biggest thing. You know, fake the run away, and that weak side linebacker gets, you know, thirsty to stop the run. Yeah. But, oh, no, I've vacated a hole behind me, and here comes Debo Samuel flying through it, and they throw a play-action pass down the middle. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of plan of attack to take that aspect away. Is there is there such a thing, and as the words come out of my mouth, and maybe it's a silly question, I've never even thought it or asked it, but he's such a unique weapon as a runner and as a pass catcher. Someone's going to spy Jalen Hurts. Can, can someone be like a, a spy for Samuel that, that is good enough to cover him on the outside, but if he lines up in the backfield, can kind of get in that box but, and – Probably not. Probably not. But they they gotta probably have some checks ready and things like that. As far as like, if he goes in the backfield and we're in a certain defense, yeah, and like, oh no, now we expect these one or two runs to come because Debo's back there. We gotta make sure we get into the right defense to stop it. Yeah, you know that that to me would be the big thing. But no, as far as just like spying it, yeah, no, it's hard. I think it's more about spying the way they use him, if that makes sense, as far as just knowing a little bit of like, hey, it's Shanahan. We know we're going to see the speed sweeps and the reverses and the toss cracks with Debo Samuel. Yeah. And then we're going to see over the middle Debo Samuel, and then we're going to see like quick screen to Debo Samuel to where he's going to try to catch the ball and they're going to try to kick people out and he's going to cut up inside and try to make a play that way. Right. You just got to have a plan of attack for the way they use him, I guess is what I would say. So intrigued by, by this part of the matchup, the Niners offense, Cowboys defense. We, we've kind of covered the headlines here. Is there a player, is, is there a possible scheme thing to say, hey, watch out for this, something that's a little more under the radar that, that we haven't brought up yet about well, this one? I, I mean, Micah and Vander Esch athletically should be able to run with George Kittle. Yeah. Can O'Neal, the same thing to where, uh, you know, again, I think they have the right guys there to match up. That's where, again, I just I get into the, the run game aspect of it and go, if they can slow that down, you know, will Dan Quinn adjust what he does a little bit? Maybe he'll play more quarters in this game and go, wait, I can't play man-to-man. Shanahan's going to cross us up in the run game and pass game alike and make things too confusing. That's kind of what I'm going to be watching for. I, I don't know if that answered your question, but no, it's, it's kind of the things I'll be looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, again, I come back to this word. It's such an intriguing matchup. I want to make sure that we're kind of bringing up all the possibilities. Do you, do you give chaos to the D-line? Do you make it a line game where you just go, we're going to move people all over the place as far as like when he says set hut, yeah, it looks like I'm playing the C-gap but we're all going to slant a gap over and just cause chaos mm-hmm. to where it causes issues with their run game. You know, will they do that? You, you probably do want to dabble into that. But again, where you get too much into one thing with Shanahan, yeah. he's then going to have the counter off of it. His run game's his baby. So he's seen everybody defend him some way. Right. He has a checks and balances for everything. 
So once you start maybe doing that, oh, they're moving and slanting and doing all this, that's where the toss cracks come back into it. Oh, you want to create that chaos inside? We can't pick it up? Great. We're all just going to block down and mash it in and toss it outside then. Yeah. And then you're screwed over. you got nobody there. You're all worried about the inside run. Uh, that, that, he always has checks and balances for that. So that's where it's going to be interesting to see what Dan Quinn does. Which quarterback do you feel better about going in this game? I feel better about Dak. I, I mean, again, Jimmy's, Jimmy's – uh, when you look at the 49ers and some of their losses this year, he's the question mark. You know, whether we talk about, you know, two weeks ago against Arizona – or no, not Arizona. Who they lose to two weeks ago? Uh, the Tennessee Titans game yeah. where we talked about they yeah. whooped their ass, mm-hmm. right? That game, the Seattle Seahawks game a week or two before that, you know, when the game got into, wait, we can't kick ass in the run game, it's just dicey sometimes with Dak. I mean, uh, Garoppolo. He had some pretty good moments at uh, crunch time last week. He was great. That's where he's, again, he has moments all the time where he's great. He does. He does. It's just not always consistent that way when they need him. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right. That's Niners Cowboys. Yeah. Still got two more left. Yeah. Steelers Chiefs, number seven, Pittsburgh at number two, Kansas City. Week 16, no issue for Chiefs at all. They won 36 to 10. I, I've tried to talk myself in that the last couple of days, Chris, to a way Pittsburgh can pull off the upset. It'd be fun if those two teams were playing a close game in the fourth quarter. I don't see it. Do you see a route? to Pittsburgh being competitive here? I, no, not, I mean, not really. They might be able to be more competitive than the first time around. I think it's clear advantage Chiefs here. So yeah. Not a good matchup for the Steelers. The only – if I'm the Chiefs, yeah. the only way we lose this game or this game gets real competitive is if we just think we're going to throw – and Mahomes is going to dance around and think he's going to do that shit. We've a little bit like how I said the Bengals and the Raiders. Yeah. Where I go, the number one issue that they could have is TJ Watt, Highsmith, strip sack fumbles, Cam Hayward, whoever, because we've held the ball too long and tried to make Mahomes magic. Right. And now they've gotten the short field twice because TJ Watt blindsided you and stripped you. Yeah. Which has been something that's reared its ugly head for Mahomes all year. Yeah. And of course, we know that's what the Steelers are about. And we had one play in the first game where it kind of got to that. Yeah. But to me, that's that's the only way I see it kind of going path. down. That's their path. Yeah. And so if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going, wait, we're not going to fall into that trap of we're going to throw the ball too much or Mahomes, you're going to hold the ball in the pocket too long because you're getting greedy for a down-the-field throw. Yep. That is where the game could go the wrong direction for them. And I think this is late first quarter in that first game. As the score would indicate – Chiefs dominated this game 36-10, but yes. the Steelers had had a couple moments early. Yeah, yeah, a couple moments early. They didn't capitalize necessarily, all right? But, like, I, I think the, the, the Steelers are compromised in a lot of ways. You know, again, I don't think, like, I, the Kansas City should be able to protect against the, the Steelers. Kansas City's one of the better pass-protecting offensive lines in all of football. They can They are. But this is one play where, again, this is what would scare me. You know, you see here, okay, the pocket looks okay at first, but you're seeing here there's a little bit of a, a domination 
here at this side. All right, he steps up in the pocket. He avoids that guy. But this is where now you can't lose sight of the fact of like, you know, where everybody else is here. And this is to where, where it gets dangerous. You can't pump fake in the middle of the pocket like Mahomes is doing here. Pump fake, pump fake, and then pull it down and think nobody else is coming to get you. You know, that, that to me, again, he had plenty of time here. This wasn't a protection issue. This is a Mahomes being too greedy and losing sight of where he is. And why he doesn't, you know, pull the trigger for this guy right here, I don't know. Because he looks at him and he pumps it, but he doesn't throw it. I feel like he usually does. But that, that to me, would be the number one way the Chiefs lose this football game. Mm. Is just Mahomes doing things that we saw him do you know, a handful of times this year. Early in the season. Early in the season yeah. for the most part where you go, wait, this is the Steelers. All right, first of all, they got some guys on the D-line. Yeah. It's definitely one of their best spots about their football team. You know, just, you know, be conscious of that. Are you talking about, like, even balance early with the run of the pass, or, or you want to see just a lot more run right away? Well, they ran the ball successful the first time. Like, and you know what? Can you throw that play back up again, too, if you don't mind? Just throw it up one more time for me. You know, it – they're crazy. This is the worst run defense in football. Hmm. They're crazy if they don't try to run the ball. They yeah. have a clear, distinct advantage here in the run game. And to me, you know, again, like, just I understand you're going to throw against this look. Yeah. Sometimes you can't let them get away with playing this defense. I, I also understand your concern because because as wonderful the Chiefs have been the last three or four years, right. say the last three, yeah. sometimes they can't get out of their own way in the sense that they want to throw it all over you. Exactly right. That's okay. what this is where you just you're, – you're, you're not taking advantage of all your team has to offer if you're not running the ball yeah. with this line. And then against this team who can't stop the run, you're not putting your team in the best position unless you're yeah. going to run the ball. And to me, like, again, like with these looks – and as the game goes on, like, you know, it gets to a blowout. They realize they got to change a little bit. But just, you can't let them do this. You can't, like, fine, you want to do this? That's great. These guys are good up here. You got to run the ball and, and impose your will and, and just push them around, which they did for the better part of the day. But I would say even in this game, I'd go, I, I would like to see them run it more. There were yeah. still some opportunities where I go, uh, why, why not run the ball? Why are we trying to throw the ball against this look? There's, it's almost like Andy and Mahomes are a little bored. They just can't take it sometimes. <laughs> Unless they're throwing it around. Well, we sh- I showed this last week against the Bengals yeah. after that game. I mean, they went down the field at one point against the Bengals and just smashed them. Yeah. Run for eight. Run for seven. Run for ten. Run for seven. Run for eight. And then all of a sudden they got inside the red zone and said, throw let's it. throw it. Yeah. And the Bengals were playing deep pass coverage. And I just go, why? Like, yeah. Don't get bored with it, you know? If you, I know it's boring at the moment, yeah. but it's going to make you not boring later exactly. on in the game when some right? team now has to play man-to-man or try to stop this run, and now you can throw your bombs to Tyree Kill. Yeah. Uh, so don't let them off the hook is what I would say there. So Chiefs offense, Steelers defense, advantage KC, obviously, especially if, especially if they're leaning on that run. Definitely. And they stick with and, it. Yep, and there's one other point I want to make on that side yeah. of the ball before we flip over. Yeah. Like – the Steelers got to play a little more man-to-man in this matchup. They have to. The Steelers, when they play zone, they play like true zones, okay? Like where it's not the match zone that we talk about, Yeah. right? To where sometimes it can be a little confusing of the rules and how who matches who or whatever. This is old school zone? This is old school, you know, 
again, I, I almost want to draw. When it's cover three, it's like you're playing the Madden game. Yeah. The guy drops to their cover three area. When it's cover two, they drop to their cover two area. There's no, like, intricate. See, what they do is they have the blitzes and the creative things they do off it, and then they just drop into normal zones. But you're a little confused of, like, again, who's coming, who's going. They might drop in some unorthodox areas, but mm-hmm. they just play their zone. So if you're willing to be able to be protected and you have enough of a plays and a quarterback who's, you know, got some savvy to him and go, okay, wait, it's covered three, even though this guy's in a little bit of a weirder spot than the normal covered three, it's still covered three. Yeah. And if I just sit here for a second, we're going to have holes all over in this zone. And to me, that's the issue they have in this game, too. There was no Travis Kelsey this first time around. Right, I know. That's scary. And to me, yes, if they just think they're going to play their Blitzburg, Blitz zones and all that, he's going to carve them up. Right. Uh, so that's where I'd go. they got to play a little bit more in a man-to-man in this matchup. Okay. Good, yep. good finish there with that side. Yep. You'd like to see the Chiefs run the ball against Steelers' defense. Other side, do you think that the Steelers' rush offense – is that a good place for them to start, thinking they could run against the uh, I don't Chiefs know defense? if they can. I mean, they got to try. They do. They have to try. But I, I, my, my hopes for it are, are you know, limited or, or not, not – uh, what do I want to say? I don't expect it. Yeah. Them to have you a don't lot see of Najee carrying the day here. I don't see it. I mean, the Chiefs' D-line's good. Yeah. They are. The Steelers' O-line's just okay. They're not special. You know, they got – yeah, he, his numbers for this game were okay. Second half. Exactly. It's just yeah. – none of it was during the competitive part of the football game. Right. When, this, when the Chiefs were still worried about the balance of the Steelers' offense in the run game, they got no push. Yeah. He couldn't go anywhere. If he did get yards, it was like he ran up the middle, it was nothing there, and he just got lucky to bounce it outside and get a six-yard gain. It right. wasn't like you went, whoa, they blew them off the ball. Yeah. That was a hole there. So that's where I don't know if that happens. And that puts more on Ben. It puts more on Ben. A lot more on him. No doubt about it. They can't be dink and dunk Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. They can't. The first time around, they let the Chiefs just play downhill and in their face and never made them worry about anything behind them the whole game. Right. If they get man-to-man in this game, they got to throw the ball down the field a little bit Mm. just to help everything else out. Because they never scared or backed the Chiefs off for one second in this football game. You picked out one play here to kind of summarize what you're feeling about this side of the matchup. Yeah. Second quarter, halfway through, second down six. What are we looking at yeah, here? Yeah, it's 17 it's nothing. all right? You know, and again, but this, this is what I'm talking about. There's a lot of these looks from the Chiefs where it's just like you could see. It's everybody's at the line of scrimmage. Everybody's in the face of the wide receivers. It's just they're going to throw a four-yard slant or a five-yard under route and – or a quick hitch or yeah. something like that. And, you know, again, here, I think there's a run, ga- a run play called here, all right? But I think with him lingering down in here, they don't like the numbers of the run. And Big Ben's going to throw the ball out here and, like, his little, like, hey, if we don't like the way the run looks, throw the bubble out here or an RPO or whatever you want to call it. I don't think this is an RPO. I think this is truly like, hey, if we don't like what it looks like in here, just throw it out here. But that's okay for zone coverage, not when the guys are man-plastered. Like, you, if I'm Pittsburgh, I go, you, you can't let them get away with this look right here. You can't let it happen. You can't have this freak show and this freak show be covered by these guys who are good corners, not great. You can't let them do that to you. To me, you're leaving meat on the bone if you let them do that. And you'll see here as we go down, again, they're trying to, like, 
scare it. And I don't know, that's where Big Ben got fooled too. It looks like it might be a cover two to this side. He's eventually going down there. He's coming down in here. They're playing a form of man defense all the way. It's a five-man pressure, right? You see? Matthew's on here. The guy on the end blitzes here. So it's a five-man pressure. The run game, I just wanted everybody to know because they're blocking actual run play here, and you could see it's a disaster, all right? It's a disaster, all right? And then he throws the ball out here to Ray Ray McLeod. But my point being in if they want to do this and play this aggressive Mm. to stop your run game, you you got to play some one-on-one ball and beat these guys up here. Throw it deep, the back shoulders, jump balls, whatever, double moves. You know, find a way, again, throw the slant route. That's fine. They can win on that route, too. But to do this is just an absolute waste of a fucking play. Gotcha. Got it? Cool with that? I was listening to you and Pete. Yeah, good. Pete, shut up, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. One more game. Yeah. Cardinals, Rams, fifth-seeded Arizona, fourth-seeded L.A., Third time they played, little review here. Week four in L.A., Arizona won by 17. Week 14 in Arizona, Rams won by a touchdown. What you feeling on game three? Yeah, I, this is a coin flip. I got to think about this game more. Like, I don't, I don't have a lean either way. I think it's a very even matchup. We can hit it again Monday. I don't, we'll hit it. It's Monday night, right? We will yeah. hit it again, sure. Yeah. You know, hey, the just first time around. Yeah, just a tease. The first time around when they played, um, the, the Cardinals really didn't stop the Rams' offense. Yeah. The Rams, you know, and again, there's a difference to everybody out there. When, when they're stopped, I mean, like, they, like, physically won the battle. They schematically won the battle. You know, the scores in the show and look like they did all of that the first time around. What I'm going to tell you is, no, there was a lot of plays where I go, here's a guy wide open and Stafford missed the throw. Mm. Here's a guy about to be wide open and he tripped and fell. And it was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. You know, to a place where I'd go, the Rams, it wasn't the Cardinals necessarily winning the plays. It was the Rams kind of messing things up. But on the other side of that first matchup, the Cardinals nickel and dimed the, the Rams defense to death. Hmm. Run the ball, screens, short passes. The Rams kind of played defenses to take away the big plays. And they were patient with the four-yard throws. Nobody throws. They're one of the biggest screen teams in football, Arizona. And they really did that. The second time around, the Rams, Rams defense versus the Cardinals offense, there was no Jalen Ramsey, but they did play a little bit more of an aggressive style in your face, which led to a few more big plays for the Cardinals. Yep. But the Cardinals, we can boil it down to this. Cardinals had two big turnovers in the second game. And really were kind of controlling the football game I'm about to go maybe up 10 nothing. He threw an interception in the end zone. That changed everything. That's right. Yeah. That was big. And then Kyler threw an interception to start the third quarter in their own area where he tried to loft a little ball over Leonard Floyd's head, and Leonard Floyd went up with his nine-foot nine arms and intercepted it. And that was really the difference in the game. So it's a very even matchup to where I go, Rams have some aspects where I go, they match up good against this Cardinals offense. Mm-hmm. But I, I – I don't sit here and necessarily and go, oh, the you know the Cardinal the Rams offense should be able to move the ball on the Cardinals defense, but I can see positives and negatives. I guess what I'm saying about both of this with both sides. I gotta unpack this a little, a little bit more yeah. here. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we again we have Monday. I think I'm back here with you on yeah, Monday. Right, you are. We can dive into this one a little more. Hey, hey Pete, did you did you have one more thing? 
Yeah, okay. that's concerning. Eric Weddle unretiring to join the Rams. Yeah. So where does he fit into that defense? Well, he's going to be a safety. safety. He's going to play safety. Exactly right. You know? How long has Eric been retired? Two years. It's been at least. Yeah, long. I mean, well, last he didn't play last year, and now he didn't play at all this year until now. So he's basically two that's, seasons. It's a very odd move. Yeah. Very odd. I had, I had somebody text me today telling me this was about to come, so I, I already knew this I was. I mean, with, 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 with your own practice squad, with people on other practice squads, I mean, th- this is your best option for, for your next safety? This is what happens when you're a team of Hollywood. You're a star-studded team with not a lot of depth on your team. Yeah. This is their issue. And, yeah, you know, Fuller's hurt and out for the year. The Taylor Rapp has a concussion, right? Yeah, Peter. Sure, I mean, the right? injuries, I mean, it, it happens. It's unfortunate. But, I mean, to, to go this route yeah. is, is kind of odd. It, it, I agree. I, I agree. And, again, it's not. I don't think he's got knowledge of this defensive scheme, really, because this is he was there it's with Raheem, Brandon Staley. He wasn't so with Raheem Morris. Wasn't no. with him. So that's Atlanta, where Washington. No, exactly. That's where I don't. I don't know where this goes. I'm, I was surprised by huh. it too. Hmm. I will say this: I'm leaning towards Arizona in this matchup. Are you? I am. Because one thing I've come. I'd be up, leaning the other way. I, I. I just. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. I yeah. guess. I, I don't. He's thrown a lot of picks. I do that. I just think. Uh, yeah, I don't trust them. I don't trust necessarily the Rams' offensive line enough to think they'll dominate in the run game. And if it becomes too much of a passing game, I do think the Cardinals' pass rush mm. can get there and get after him a little bit. Cardinals have been so like yeah, it's hot or the last cold. five it's or six weeks. The but I mean, the, it's kind of like last year. I know. Great, and then the last month is like. Huh? I know. I, I you know what I, I'm looking at it. I just I sit here and I go. You know what? This is to me a very wide open game. It's mm-hmm. about speed and playmaking. And I honestly, I think the Cardinals got more of them. Okay. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, I think, as I said here right now. But, again, we'll talk about this more on Monday. You have five days to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. We can hit it harder on Monday. Yeah. yeah. All right, points bet. Here we go. This is the direction we're taking here. The odds for the highest scoring team this weekend. It's got to be Kansas City. Yeah, there you go. Kansas City uh, plus 350, followed by Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. It's hard to argue that Kansas City won't be the team to score the most points. Do you see someone else up here, another bet that you like? Well, I, I, I do think Kansas City is would be in the leader house for me, in the, uh, the 100%. Yeah. You have the old leader house. I, I think mm, no, I think points bet's got it right here. Cincinnati at 550 could be a nice bet. It could be. It's, again, that would scare me a little bit. That would scare me. Tampa Bay is the other one that I do look at to go, yes, because I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the Eagles' defense throughout mm. the game. You know the other one, the other one I'll throw out. I'll I'll, I'll throw out the Arizona Cardinals in this one. Right at Arizona. That's plus the one I would look at. Yeah. You know, again, I I saw two games where I went, and I didn't get to break down those two matchups as much as I did my other game. That's why we don't have as much footage and stuff. I can't do it all in forty eight hours. Okay, <laughs> there's only so much football I can squeeze in. All right, I only watched you know five games yesterday, um, but. But I never saw the Rams' defense really stop the Cardinals. Mm. So that's what scares me a little, too. I could see that game being a 38-35 type of game and Arizona winning and being the high-scoring team of the weekend. So if you got extra money and you're looking for a value bet, that would be the one that I would go to the points bet app and go, 
you know, I got some extra change here. There it is. The Cardinals are the team I'm going to take, you know, take the chance on here this weekend. Two games already against the Rams. They've scored 60 points. That's, you know, that's, that's, what that's I mean. encouraging. Right. Quite. 60 points with, you know, like I said, some bad turnovers and some stupid stuff there that, yeah. that hurt their football team. You you did those first reads so yeah. well. We'll think, see if I, I can do another one. I think you've got another. Yep. Yeah. Points bet. There's my homies at Points Bet. I, I do all my videos with them tomorrow, so that should be cool. Uh, I got to figure out some of my booster bets and things that I do there. To I got cold at the end of the year. I did not help out any mm. of the people that were listening or looking for my Post-season's advice. Postseason's a good time to get hot. Here I go. It's, this is my time. Postseason. Yeah. That's what I am. All right. All right. So Points Bet has a new sign up offer for unbuttoned listeners. All right. To get in on the action in the NFL. Let me read that over because I didn't very very good with punctuation there. PointsBet has a new sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners. To get in on the action in the NFL playoffs, download the PointsBet app and use code UNBUTTONED. All right? UNBUTTONED. You'll figure it out how to spell it. All right? So use code UNBUTTONED to sign up. Bet $1 on any NFL game and get $125 in free bets if a point is scored. $125 in free bets if a point is scored, all right? $1 to get $125. do not just bet this football season. Live your bet life with points bet. Live, Pete, Pete's, Pete's got me again. He's got you? Pete, what's up, buddy? Can't have a scoreless game in the playoffs. No. So it's a guaranteed win. That, that's, that's, that's Pretty a good much. Thing for, yeah. Pretty much. I was going to say here, in this read – you started over again after you went with uh, to get in on. Yeah. That's tough to get out there. That was a tough one. To get in on. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live. Say that really fast. To get on. No, to, to say, get say in SNL. on. So like, At SNL. But if you had to say Saturday Night Live. Yeah, right. It's that, it's that, it's that repetitive. It's, it's, there's something about the, the way day. that was set up there that I could not quite spit out. I know. I know. It's to a get hard one. in on the action in the NFL playoffs. I'm just, I'm just standing up for my guy here. Yeah, thanks, that. Those man. little things are hard. Kid can't even read. Yeah. Play the fucking day. Play the that. fucking day time. Yeah. Podcast is almost two hours. We were hoping to get there. Raiders, yeah, it's it's close. Yeah. Raiders, Chargers. We have a question here before we get to the play of the fucking day from yeah. Monolithic, okay? The play where the Chargers called the timeout looks like it would have been 100% 40-yard rushing touchdown if the Chargers hadn't called a timeout. I see James 1 versus 2, Renfro, Jacobs in a foot race. Can you verify I mean, I don't, you know, again, I don't know if it's 40 yards to the house. I think it's a, a definitely a good observation by our, our man Monolithic, right? Where, all right, so let's unpack this real quick. This is the play before the timeout, all right? It's going to be a seven-yard gain by Jacobs of the left side. All right, again, now the, the, the note, again, you know, they're gonna, they want to run the ball right here into this. They want to get, you know, block down, block down, get a guy up there, kick him out. That's what they really want. You know, this lineup, this the way this defense is aligned, the backer over here, all that, another backer over here. You see Chris Harris over here. Yeah, there is susceptibility to running the ball right there. Good word. Yep, you like yeah. that word? Yeah. So they run the ball there, okay, and – Again, he bounces it outside. He probably could have smashed it right through here, really, honestly, but probably saw Bosa getting off. Bosa's a freak. He gets off. All right, still makes the cut. Gets seven yards. All right? So, good job. Now, here we are. All right? Ball's at the 39-yard line. All right? Ball's at the 39-yard line. It's the same formation. It's the same alignment from 
the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Nothing's different. Here's Harris over here, linebacker, linebacker. Again, Bosa, block out, double team to him. Somebody cut him off. They're going to run the ball right there. It's going to be scary. They were lucky the first time the play that we just showed before this, where Bosa just showed himself a little on the inside to make Jacob stop and bounce out, and he still got seven. This play is perfect for this. If Bosa doesn't do that, yes, this is going to end up being, whoa, watch out, if it gets blocked exactly the same way it did the last time, other than the Bosa part, all right? Ball's at the 39-yard line. Again, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to run a play here. I don't think the Raiders were looking to kneel on the ball. No. Not, I mean, at least I don't. No. I think, I think they're going to run a play. I don't think they were taking a knee. I, I think they were taking the next level up from taking you. Just, just run a play, hang on to the ball. That, exactly don't right. Fumble. And they're going to reassess from there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't th- they're not going to kneel on the ball here. They're not. Now, Staley calls a timeout. Yeah, they're going to run the ball the same run they do because it's, it's one of the runs they're bread and butter. They're comfortable with it. Hold the ball like you said. Okay, but Staley still in his mind is going, wait, I'd like to keep them out here around the 39 or 40 to make it a 56, 57-yard field goal. There's no guarantee they'll make that. Then we tie and we all go home. This is cool. And I get to go to the playoffs, right? So they're trying to stop that. Because at least in my mind, and it has to be within the Raiders' thinking, I'm going, yes, I'd like to run the ball, and if we get a little positive yards here and we get to the range where now it's a 46, 45, 47-yard field goal, I'm going to kick it. The reward is worth the risk at that point. What's the risk? The ball being blocked and then they return it for a touchdown? Okay, that happened, what, once this whole NFL season? So that's not that risky. What's the reward? Oh, the reward is... If we kick the field goal and win, we don't have to go play the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a big reward. Who's blown us the fuck out twice. What was, what was the total scores of those two games? 90 to 12? The 90 last to 15? one was, was not even. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. The first one was too. It was 43-10, I think, on a Sunday night football game. So the Chargers call the timeout because they know they're in an alignment where they're going to get that weak side run and they, they're not going to be able to stop it. Okay? So here we are now after the timeout. We got the five linemen. They're playing a bare front here. Middle linebacker here. There's Derwin James. They call the same type of run. Again, like you said, they're just kind of like being, let's just run something we're yeah. good at. We know we won't mess up. All right? All right? And I'm sorry, it's not the same exact run. This time they're going to go here. He's going to come backside. Okay, I was wrong here. I'm sorry. And he's going to look for a cutback lane. And Bosa, who saved that first run, kind of messes up the second run. All right? So here we go. It's, it's zone cutback. That's all they're looking to do. All right? So did I explain that the right way? I hope I did. It's blocked down. Yep. It's blocked down. They're trying to cut him off. Whatever. He's here. Well, this guy here is going to kick out. So they want to do that, and he wants to cut it up in there. Okay. Well, the Chargers have it defended. Bosa does not need to be in here. This guy is here. His job is to be on the edge. He takes the wrong approach, and that allows Jacobs to get outside and make a great cut right there and get 10 yards. It's a 10-yard game. So now you're kicking a 45-yard field goal to not have to go play the Chiefs. Right. I would take that. Yeah. 
I mean, to me, so there's, that's the moment of the week, the moment of the day. But, yeah, I mean, again, this, this is the right defense. Brandon Staley got him in the right defense here all the way. I do think, though, within that, that Bosa should have stayed out and let this guy kick him out because Kazir White is there to make that play in the hole, as you see right here. There he is. There's Kazir White. He's yeah. there. Right? You're right. Nice job, you know, 87. 87. Moreau did a yeah. very good job. And again, I could be wrong. Maybe Bosa was supposed to wrong shoulder that and play it that way. But I don't think so. I, I don't think that's the case here with the way it looks to me. Uh, either way, they get it and they move on to the playoffs. Insane. Insane. Insane finish. Yeah, we will insane. Ne- like never, ever, no, it ever was insane. see anything close to that. It really to that. was. Yeah. You know, and again, there's another game. You saw the Chargers. Yeah. They couldn't get any big plays going. Yeah. You know, I know they converted the fourth downs. There's must-have moments where he is like, all right, got to squeeze it under this window. Yeah. But you saw they had a hard time creating big plays in the game, too. Yeah. You know, the Raiders, they don't let that happen a whole lot. I'm sure you've hit this a million times already this point of the week. Going for it, fourth and one on the 18, problem with it or no? Of course. Yeah. So dumb. It's unbelievable. Like, you, you, if, if you don't get it, the other team could go negative fifteen yards well, and still get to give me three points. Well, this is where this is where I'm like this is where this is. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, because this is where we can really like Brandon Staley. There's some issues with that team, yeah. no doubt. Herbert yeah. got better this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the offense got better than it was last year. Mm. I like last year's offense better. Really, defense. I don't know if they really got that much better on defense uh, either. Yeah. I mean, geez. So yeah. all of those things, I go, what the hell? Herbert got better, but that's about it. I don't know. I question everything else. Yeah, and then. You know, the fourth and ones, and like, uh, okay, the numbers. You know, I know oh, the probability rate of him getting it was 67% or something. You can't it's ignore. fourth and one. Of course it is. Can't ignore where you're on the field. Can't ignore where, well, well, where that, the, where that the, place so, took place. So the probability rate, right, you're exactly right. It's like, all right, 67%. That's great. It's, it's fourth and one. We know the probability rate. Yeah. So, yeah, it is that. But, again, it's a pretty good defense who likes to load the box, and they're yeah. going to try to stop the run. And then the other thing I want to go is, but what this is to me, what, does the risk-reward does not match up. No. So the reward is what? You get a first down and what? Maybe you punt it away three right. plays later? Right. We don't know what's going to happen. A couple of thoughts. There, there, if it's 67%, yeah. 33% is legit. It's not like it's 3%. It's not like it's 13%. So that possibility is a real one, and you give it to them in the red zone. Don't you often tell your quarterback, hey, you know what? Punting's okay. Nothing wrong with, with, with punting on fourth well, down. So every head coach feels that way. Yeah. Why, why, why can't you apply that to fourth and one year 18? Sometimes I, I a punt know. is okay. I, I, I don't know either. Crazy. The, it cost them the playoffs. The yeah, way did. he managed the game against the Chiefs, the way that went right there. Exactly. I, mean, those, those are, yeah, I don't care I what you say. It cost them the playoffs. Right. That, that's all there is to say. The, the risk-reward does not match up to what you're talking about. Does not match up at all. All right, so wait, you get a first down. Wait, what's the risk? Oh, the risk is you're giving them three points. At the very work, at the very best, you're That's, giving them three. And getting that first down, it's yeah. not like it's at midfield where if we get this first down, we get seven more yards, we kick a field goal. Right. You're still three more first downs away. Makes no sense. From that mindset, I Makes know. no sense. And then within that 67% you know, rate as far as the probability rate as far as you know, converting it, yeah. does that take into account, too, that like you know, you're a bottom 10 team in football and running the ball yeah. up the middle? So you're going to do that too? Did that take into account that you're one of the worst teams at running the ball 
yeah. in football. So that's again the 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 numbers have never been wrong. That's where yeah. I that's where I hate all of it. The analytics, even when they're wrong, they still go. But it was really right. Yeah. Uh, so go for it every time. Every man. single time. Go for it every you ever time. Go to See Vegas how that works. And uh, play play a little blackjack. Yeah, sure. Hitting on eighteen. Yeah. He's hitting on eighteen all the all damn time. All the time, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And somebody who like gets pissed off at the table when you hit on do. a team needs to yeah. smack him and go, get the hell out of here. Right? Yeah, that, but yes, he needs to adjust that. To me, it's too much. I understand being aggressive. It went overboard this year yeah. and it was mismanagement of games, certainly. It is fun to watch, I will say that. It is it drives sure. me crazy thinking about it. Yeah. But it does create moments where you're like, I gotta watch this. Seventeen fourteen. <laughs> and the Raiders had put together like one drive the whole football game. Yep. I mean, one. That, that's where I just I don't get it. Like one drive. You know, it, it's it's the it's 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 the drive too. To add to that was the drive with the horrible pass interference call at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. So they really hadn't moved the ball the whole game. Yeah. They got their touchdown off of your stupid. Or no, they got the touchdown off of the what was it? How did they get that first touchdown? The six play, twenty three yard drive. I'm blanking on that. Hold on. Oh, it was the the the, the muff fumble, right? Am I remembering that right? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look now. I got I'm in the mode here. Um, we are oh. so far down the rabbit hole at the end of this game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They dropped. They dropped the punt. That, that's that's where they got the ball back. So they got a short field touchdown on that. They got a horrible pass interference call for another touchdown that got them to the one yard line. What are you panicking down seventeen fourteen? Was my point. Well, what what was the point? It's just so me. stupid. Yeah. yeah. So they're at home and they can think about that <laughs> for a long time. All right, that's it. We did it. Ooh, under two hours, maybe it was close. I don't uh, know. Barely tight. under two. That's what we do. Tight. Joe Rogan, you think you've got a long podcast? I got you beat. Pete says, have a quick wrap. Uh, screw Pete. All right, here we go. Peace <laughs> out. Tomorrow, it's the uh, it's the playoff wild card edition of the Picks podcast with uh, Sims and Florio. Check that out. Good luck. That'll be Thursday. Thank you. I yep. need all the luck I can get. Peace out. Everybody enjoy wild card weekend. It's an awesome weekend. It's one of, one the, of the best, best. of the year. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to sit on the couch for a limited time that I will be able to <laughs> to watch all these games. Everybody be good out there. Paul, you the man. Thanks for joining the ship. See you soon. Peace out. We'll see you, everybody. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.